Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, Iron Chef Bellicon, Sam, Steel Sous Chef Burns, and Ellie, Bronze Patissiere Sparrow. Oh, I thought you were going to go for Little Chef. Oh, that would, have been, that would actually be much better. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I am not on form today. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be fine. We're all here for you. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> uh, welcome to the uh, to to the twenty fourth episode of uh, uh, of Flintlocks and Fireballs. Nearly six months. It's been nearly six months. Wow. Yeah, six months at twenty six. <sighs> Indeed. Uh, Right, I can't actually think of anything <laughs> witty to say, so uh, I guess it's time for... I'm too tired to yeah, be witty. Yeah, so. I'm quite sick. Uh, so, uh, oh, fu- oh, yeah. no. future me, can you bail me out of this terrible situation? Yes, I can. And to help me do that, here's a word from our sponsor. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly dice subscriptions. Head over to librisarcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Sonic Boom! Every time we refer to Sonic Boom, we will endeavour to do so in that voice. Sonic Boom is a beautiful set of glittery pink and white mixed dice that put me in mind of chewy gummy sweets. As with all dice, please do not put Sonic Boom in your mouth, no matter how adorable it may look. It's a little known fact that the pink and white theme of the Sonic Boom dice set is based on the distinctive hairpiece of the lead singer of the 80s rock band Sonic Boom. The hard-partying, drink-driving, instrument-wrecking Higgs Boson. Higgs Boson's hairpiece consisted of a quaffed pink and white streaked wig, brushed and stiffened with thick, glutinous gels, and at least four ounces of fresh glitter every day. And his easily recognised silhouette became an iconic part of Sonic Boom's lineup. Sadly, their hard-rocking ways could not last forever, and after the fateful night when Higgs Boson was arrested for holding up a blockbusters, the members of Sonic Boom went their separate ways. After Higgs Boson got out of prison in the early 90s, he was faced with a mountain of crippling debts and was forced to sell off his distinctive coiffure. The wig was passed from collector to collector until it came into the possession of Higgs Boson's estranged daughter, Lepton Quark, who melted down the entirely nylon-based toupee and formed them into the original seven sets of the Sonic Boom dice set. Although many copies of the originals now exist, somewhere out there you may still find the original seven sets of Sonic Boom. Listen up for a spot from our friends over at Modified Roll during the break this episode. We'd like to give a personal shout out to Hollow Hills Couture and Etsy who do a range of beautiful dice bags. Ellie bought one recently and they were absolutely lovely in resolving a shipping difficulty she was having, so we wanted to say thanks. Thanks. This week on Robbie Watch, 
Robbie is here. Literally just over there across the room. She's waving. And now, back to you, Pulse Jason, and your humdrum jibber-jabber. Yeah, I guess that was probably too much to hope for. (laughs) (laughs) I get the sense that future you is mocking you, Jason. Let's hope that he's not still sick, because that would suck. That would really suck. That would be awful. (laughs) I'm still sick four weeks from now. At least four, maybe six, that's how we catch up. (laughs) Interruption from future us. You totally are still sick four weeks later. It's awful. Winter is terrible. I'm also ill, just to add that to the mix. Illness. Back. No. Oh, back to you, past us. Get well soon. All right. Uh, well, unless anyone has... Oh, one last thing before we do actually start. A uh, quick announcement from present... Well, that is to say, past me. Uh, this should be the first episode where we st- uh, where our music tracks expand to include several tracks from Shane Ivers of silvermansound.com. Uh, so thank you Shane for giving us permission to put those into our tracks and those should probably show up uh, during the debacle that is to come yay Shane (laughs) yay debacle (laughs) we might get to die to entirely new music (laughs) so (laughs) Mm. Uh, speaking of which then uh, I suppose that means it's time for Flintlocks and Fireballs Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party having finally uh, put their affairs in order within the town of Werrick's Watch, reuniting with Corzin's family and failing to reunite with with certain others that might have been sought after. The party were busy dealing with the fallout of their uh, interactions with Olga Gressel guns when an assassin, possibly a hitman, uh, hardly an elite assassin, snuck onto the Charlie's Regret in an attempt to murder Lady Greta who later revealed herself to be the Duchess apparent Greta von Orchstein, uh, 14th in line to the throne of Orsiria and heiress to the Duchy of Olmark. Being as she was important enough to merit political assassinations on the part of her cousin Bertrand, uh, the next in line to the throne, the party, uh, the crew of the Regret and Captain Brandy well, the officers of the regret, most certainly felt that they deserved a slightly higher ransom uh, for bringing her safely to uh, her intended next port. After negotiating a ransom of 20,000 gold uh, crowns, uh, or marks actually, would be the Osirian version, uh, the party 
and the crew reluctantly agreed to bring uh, Lady Greta all the way around Meadmere to the port of Milchepsko in eastern Meadmere. In order to do this, they would need to embark upon a nine, perhaps ten day journey, travelling some 1400 miles over and around the headland of Meadmere, beyond the breadth of Meadmere's civilization and past the northern coast of the great Meadmere-ish forest. While crossing these uh, particular, this particular coastline, on the 13th of First Flurries, the Charlie's Regret found itself in the depths of a raging snowstorm, struck with gale, uh, furious snow, and indeed uh, actual snowstorm lightning, that rare of a, uh, that particularly rare of uh, meteorological circumstances, the party were further disturbed to find that the uh, spotter had noticed a pair of ships flying Osirian colours. Two fifth-rate frigates, their exact loadouts and identities unknown, sending them flag codes demanding the surrender of the heiress. Under the circumstances, and given the previous political assassination attempt, the officers of the Charlie's Regret made the decision that uh, any attempt to actually surrender the heiress was most likely to result in everybody being killed. So instead, they've settled upon a plan of escape. Now, <clears throat> as this happens, I'm going to bring you all in. Now, during the course of this, uh, as is usual for uh, naval combat, you'll be taking on roles uh, of the crew as a whole, as well as your individual characters. So, uh, during this time, Corzin, uh, you'll be making, although Corzin himself is not actually at the wheel, uh, Captain Brandy is, you'll be making navigators checks if they're required. Uh, cool. And optionally, uh, you may dictate uh, what direction the ship is travelling in, and how you uh, and what paths you're choosing. Uh, Scamp, you are again taking on the role of the gunner, uh, 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 although the actual gunners, although the actual head gunner in this situation is Seaman Salts. Celestia, uh, you are again. Largely taking the role of Celestia, but if you see any opportunities or you th uh, or you want to take over a role that you think uh, someone else would do that one of the others isn't doing, feel free to just say so, take control, and uh, play that role. Cool. You, the three of you, are collectively the Charlie's regret during the course of this. What fight. would Vig be doing right now? Uh, Vig is running around, whipping, uh, 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 shouting out orders, and generally manning. Uh, uh, sort of stand standing, uh, not standing the watch, but manning the uh, the crew, making sure that everyone is keep is uh, is doing well, what they're supposed to be doing. Really, yeah. In which case, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Would, yeah. Well, I mean, you for shanty manning, you would actually be you as well. So yeah, probably. But like, I mean, yeah. if Vig's on keeping everyone doing what they're supposed to be doing, I think that's then yes, you would basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the purpose of this, you are Vig. Then yeah. Uh, yeah. So, few quick reminders: the Charlie's regret. 
under ordinary circumstances, and I think we'll we'll allow this because only the yeah. So the Charlie's Regret has a speed of six hundred feet per minute. Uh, you know from experience that uh, frigates of this type, causing tend to have a range of 550 feet a minute. However, okay. uh, so you, you have, as it were, a slight advantage over time. Because this we are essentially jumping straight into the gunnery phase, I will tick time past quickly rather than doing things minute by minute. I will jump to the point to whenever that you, you next have an action you can undertake. Okay, cool. The regret has... Three ba uh, has two basic attacks that it can use during this uh, phase. Uh, the it can make broadside attacks, which functionally stop the ship. Uh, they cost uh, they cost six hundred feet of movement to use because of the need to maneuver the ship around. Uh, and each broadside takes six minutes to reload. Uh, they've got those two different sides. And they and those fire eight of your thirty-two pound carronades uh, when they do. So they're your most powerful attack, uh, okay. but they have shorter range than your bow guns. Your bow guns uh, only fire forward, so you must be heading in the direction that they are firing broadly within a yeah. ninety-degree arc. Uh, they are. You have two long guns. They fire at the same time, uh, and they are. And just for comparison, under normal circumstances, the broadsides would have a maximum range of 3,200 feet, while the bow okay. guns have a maximum of 4,800. Okay. With, uh, with a, with a, that's shots at disadvantage. At, uh, without disadvantage, it's 800 and 1,200 respectively. But the Charlie's Regret and both ships are currently in the middle of a raging snowstorm. So, not only is navigation difficult, if you try any risky manoeuvres, it will require navigation checks. You will... Uh, uh, also, all ranges of guns are halved. So the broadside... Oh, because of the storm. Because of the storm. Uh, everything, the wind is, frankly, strong enough that it is just blowing cannonballs off course. Jesus. Yeah, so you'll be firing with the broadside at... 400 slash 1600 and with the bow guns at 600 slash 2400 during this fight okay uh you don't have the gust of wind spell or sustained wind uh but if you if you did they would allow you to gain 200 feet uh per minute advantages yeah, could um, have mentioned that when we last leveled up. Speed bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Um, I could have taken that. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. Next time. So, uh, with that being the case, as I said, we're moving in at the. Uh, I'm going to move us uh, in where the part, uh, where both uh, groups, as it were. Uh, you on one side and the two enemy ships on the other are entering the what would be not sort of the maximum engagement range <clears throat> so obviously right now this this is not the case because of the fog so the charlie's regret is one 
two, three, about 400 feet, as it were, away from the shoreline. It's traveling west to east, so in an eastward direction. Uh, the Meadmirish shoreline is to the south. Heading towards the Regret from 6,000 feet away, the uh, there are two uh, there are two frigates you can just make out their name uh, the, their identities uh, staring at the you know, for, uh, at this distance just about so one of them is the canard which is a ship uh, to the north uh, the northmost of the two ships the other is the uh I ask, the other is the Shelley Louise. Shelley Louise. How's Canard spelled? Are we talking French in, are we talking French for duck? Because it's yes. a lot less intimidating now. Yes. <laughs> how do you, I still don't know how that's spelled, please C-A-N-A-R-D. help me. C A N A R D. But that's what I've written. Yep. Oh, I that feel is clever. Not how I thought it was. I always spell it with a K. No, it's yeah. cannot. Yes, uh, you are. It yeah. is the duck, <laughs> functionally well, speaking. I should be taking it more seriously than I now am. Thank death. you. <laughs> death duck. Death, death duck. duck. Death duck and the Shelley Louise. <laughs> this is not a large, quite, quite not exactly a large enough ship to have names like the the HMS Indomitable or anything. <laughs> yeah, but still, don't call no, it the duck. <laughs> Um, First rate ship of the line, yeah. wouldn't it? The indomitable uh, or the. I would say actually at this point, uh, you are now you'll you'll be close enough that if anyone wants to, you can make a you can make a perception check again to try and identify a little bit more about these two ships. Can Done. everyone do that? Yeah. Anyone can. Sure, why not? Oh, never mind. <laughs> seven. Uh, That's a nine. Oh fucking hell. Nine. Eight. Hey, seven, eight, nine. Hey. Hey. Oh shit! But at least in a nice sequence, so it's pleasing. Seven, eight, nine. Okay, no, that is not enough. Really, it's not until until you get close enough. So, mm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. By the way, despite the impending battle, Celestia is mostly running around right now, going, "I'm not seasick, guys, guys, guys. I'm not seasick." <laughs> Basically, I feel pretty sick. I know we're all going to die, but like. I'm not throwing up. This is amazing. <laughs> so, this being the case, uh, all right. Then we're going. We're kind of going in uh, before we even start. Then uh, the f- first rounds of combat. Uh, it's a question of what is your approach. The Canard and the Shelley Louise are both. Tra- uh, they're essentially travelling in what would be a flanking manoeuvre if you continued on in your current direction, just heading straight east. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would both pass you. Uh, a yeah, they, they they would both end up passing you seven hundred feet either side. Is that too far away for us to shoot? Then to uh, say that I'm aware. it would be. It would be far enough. Yeah, it would be. No, no yeah, it would. It would. It would be close enough that you could shoot them, but you'd be shooting at disadvantage in this fog. You want to get within four hundred feet of them for your broadside to be without disadvantage, or sixteen hundred feet of them for the maximum range. Cool. What if? Um, 
The Shelley Louise is to the south, the Canard is to the north. So the Shelley Louise is the one closest okay. to the shoreline. Yeah, is there any advantage in getting very close? Is it like with ranged weapon attacks where you get disadvantage for being too close? Uh, no. With this, okay, if, then if let's you fuck get, off. If you got right up next to them and unloaded a broadside, or vice versa, uh, it would be extremely effective. Yeah, no, I thought it okay. might be. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Just it's worth checking. What about if we go round the side that's not near the coast and then run? <laughs> that is a valid um, approach. Is like uh, shoot on either, the way past. Are but. either ships going to find it harder to be near the coast? Are we close enough that that would be an issue? Uh, you get the feeling that the Shelley Louise is uh, is sailing as close to the coast as it feels it's you know as the captain of the Shelley Louise feels they are comfortable traveling so they're actually okay, a bit closer but... to the coast than you are uh they would not willingly get this yeah they they, they weren't uh, like there is actually enough space like they're about 600 feet yeah I think I think they're I said that you sorry I, I take that back uh I said 100 before that's wrong they are uh using this map Okay, sorry, no. They're actually, uh, yeah, they're, they're about 200 feet away from the coast. You are a good 600 feet away. So, in theory, you could slip between the Shelley Louise and the coast, but that would be dangerous. Like how dangerous? Well, you run the risk of running aground. Running aground risk, dangerous. It would be really bad okay. to run aground when there are two ships shooting at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be uh, like immediate yeah. death. When you get, I'm going to say on the next round, sort of round of things, when you guys get closer, uh, when, when you're all a bit closer, you can kind of try and make a, a, another perception check to see if you can identify a bit more about any differences between the two. Okay. Uh, but for the moment, I'm just going to ask you what, yeah, what general approach you're making in terms of... Uh, mm. Are we... we can try and... Sorry, go on. Uh, are we like? Can we get closer to the shoreline than they can? Uh, like, or you could. I mean, be an you can to lose them in shallower waters, or are we? The, are they the, just going to follow? They. You. There isn't like a, a nice. There. There aren't any coves or inlets that are large enough for the regret to safely travel through, or even unsafely travel through. Hmm. What you could. You could travel right next to the coast. And trust the fact that you have superior navigation skills no. uh, and the regrets <laughs> and the regrets handling uh, that they you know, it, it would it would limit it would slightly limit their approach I suppose because uh, you know if you if you but yeah like it's it depends on how close they were willing to get. I was going to say, if we can get them into a position where they run the risk of running aground more than we do, that's definitely a tactical advantage we yeah. should push. Mm. That would be pretty good. How would we do that, though? Would we have to go through the middle to do that? No, we'd have to go around the outside of one, wouldn't we? Which I mean, I really, means yeah. getting very close to the edge at the moment. I'm also imagining, and Jason, correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong here, but the Charlie's Regret would be a shallower bottomed boat than the either of those two. Yes. So yeah. we could technically get a little bit closer. So to the the regret has can. slightly yes. better uh, has better handling and a sh and a shallower a bottom. It's not it's not like river worthy shallow bottom, no. but, uh, but but yes, I'm going to say that the DC for you not running aground is slightly lower than it would be for them. Like it's a good two at least two points lower. Like because 
ships people would know this how like how bad is the risk of running aground depends how close you get um a like hundred if... feet away mm-hmm. you're gonna want just to put it in game terms yeah you're for you you'd be looking at like a dc 15 check uh with navigation for the for any frigates going through that would be dc 17 it would be a, they would have a higher chance of, of running aground running into difficulties okay cool uh, right. What if we went? Sorry, loads of questions. That's all right. No, no this is this is the time right. time to do it. Yeah, this so, is all of the navigational people chatting rather than our characters. Yeah, but this is why yeah. this is why we're not talking yeah. in character. Like Celestia's yeah. like, but what if we did this? Celestia's not a fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Neither the scam. We, um, so you've got you've got the coastline and you've got the two ships next to each other. Yeah. I mean, not next to each other. They're really far apart. But what no. if we went really? We went round the one. Uh, on the side nearest the coastline, but we went as close to the ship as possible, so that we weren't mm. like going round on the coastline side, but as far away from the shore and as close to the ship as possible. That would be possible. There would be a check to avoid potentially crashing into that ship if you went really close. And how mm. close would we be talking, just in terms of feet? What counts as really close at this? Yeah, point? I have no idea. Just for spells. Okay, so the I will say That's what I was thinking. I'll say within. Yeah, I'll say if you got within a hundred feet of them, that's close enough that you risk that that you need to, uh, that there's a risk of that uh, problem that ships sometimes have when they uh, when they pass close to each other and one crashes into the other because of the way that the air interacts. I thought you said um, they uh, were like two hundred feet away from the shore, though. Yeah, so surely you... that's insane. If uh, actually, like probably, probably, like halfway, it would, yeah, that, it would be closer like... than a hundred feet. I'm saying, like you, you would have to thread the needle, as it were, <laughs> to do it without risking. Oh, it's so tempting don't, just don't for fun. Don't thread the needle. Sorry. I'm confused. Thread uh, the needle between, between them and the coast. Them and the coast. Okay, yeah, cool. you'd have to pass between uh, exactly between them and the coast. Okay. Uh, do let me know when we get that. within 150 feet as well, won't you? Uh, Will do. Okay, because it's it's about time we lived up to the name of the podcast. Yeah. Oh my god, it really is. Please. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. so excited. Potentially, though, uh, important question. Mm-hmm. Is the tide going in or out? Oh, God. It will be a too... Oh, we don't know how fast tides are here, do we? Uh, this is something that Corzin or some of the other um, uh, people on the ship would know. Okay, I'm going to slightly defer to Robbie's experience here, because I feel like you were about to say something, and this is not something that I I'm, know well I'm not certain, myself. but I'm pretty sure different areas of the planet tides go in and out faster because it's based on proximity to the moon. Mm. Okay. Yeah. We are... But will we know even just what which direction it was going in? That's all we need to know. Well, if it's going in out slowly, it's not really going to affect us. If it's going out fast, that might. Jason's also, how far out are we? Uh, you um... are currently 600 feet out from the castle. I guess it really depends on the beach because some of them are really steep and short and some of them are really long. Well, Jason knows that. Okay, so let's... Um, okay, evens for... Goodbye, yeah. D6. Evens for, <laughs> for, for going D6 in. Is, um, odds for going the out. <laughs> okay, the tide is coming... Like the name of a biography. Uh, apparently the tide is coming in and let's roll for, for strength. Fine. It's coming, okay. it's, it's, the tide is going in, but only at sort of moderate strength. I'm so sorry, I'm so stupid. Is in, the sea is coming towards, towards, towards the land. The the land. land. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
Good. I had a complete brain fart where I was like <laughs> trying to think in five different directions of like boats and stuff, and I just had a complete yep. like which way is it? <laughs> um, so I'm just going. This it's way. one of those days. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. having to draw all of this so that I can keep it in my head. I'm really. I really wish I had well. done that because I. Struggling with numbers. I'll send you a picture of my like yeah. shit one that I've. You know what? Mine doesn't have any numbers on it. So if you want numbers, it's not going to help you. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <sighs> so, threading a needle between the ship and the coastline. What do we think? Yeah. What could possibly yeah, go I think wrong? That's probably... Yeah. Fuck it. Let's also, do it. Also, if if we uh, combine that with a, uh, a broadside, we run the uh, the chance that we could, however unlikely, stop them dead. And in like uh, the conditions we're in right now, that's really, really good for us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. They could also stop us dead. <laughs> it's fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Risk reward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is horrifying. Okay. No, there must be more questions we can put this off with. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, so let's move everyone along a little bit more. So as you uh, you begin making the process, so you're going to head towards the coastline with the intent of trying to pass between those two. Uh, no, pass between yeah. the coastline. Sorry, between and the, the coastline and the uh, Not and, between and the, the Shelley Louise. <laughs> cool. Okay, so with that in mind, the pardon me. So going from there, then following my handy little little grid map that I have. The Shelley Louise continues heading essentially towards you, keeping its current path, not deviating closer to the uh, shore if it can avoid it, while the uh, uh, while the canard is just it is starting to slowly veer towards you. Uh, now, I'm going to say the maximum range for anyone to really interact is uh, is looking to be based on the bow guns. Uh, yeah, the maximum range uh, would be. Oh, that's an interesting one. I can. Uh, ten. So, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, you always get nervous when the uh, DM goes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's yeah, horrifying. <laughs> okay, there is a quite fast-paced couple of minutes that starts to follow as the two ships uh, as the two uh, uh, as essentially it's almost like a game of chicken everyone is starting to get closer and closer um, uh, who's going to blink first two, three, four, five. that's still not close enough okay so we're going to get a little bit closer still uh, and oh. I'm just going to roll a bit of a general weather to check to mm. see how how awful the weather's been. Yeah. When you've rolled, I have another question. Okay, go for it. The weather is, is still holding with you. You're not, it's, things aren't, so, the winds are not suddenly thrusting you into the, actually, yes, quite jagged coastline. Okay, oh, good. good. Um, if <laughs> I, this is going to be one for the ages. If I sing sea shanties, does that help like it did last time? That's really more for the other, uh, for, uh, more for the pursuit phase, but I will say under the circumstances, actually, yeah, if, it, if a navigation check or something is called for, I'll let you, I'll let you make a performance check because this awesome. is, yeah, high tension. Because enough. I think it's really funny while it's snowing to be going windy weather voice storm, <laughs> <laughs> because it just feels really, really appropriate. <laughs> yeah, just go, yeah, oh, we noticed. Oh, make a performance check. <laughs> Okay. Just uh, we'll we'll bank one in. When the wind blows, they're all together, boys. Oh God! 
Ah, shit, that's a natural one. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, a fuck no. die as well. Oh, it's a fuck dice one, yep. Okay, the you're, you're trying to you're trying to keep the, keep the rhythm with the uh, with this raging storm, and it's just. Can I say that I'm like slightly up on the ringing and I, rigging, and I like fall through a bit of it and get my foot stuck? And yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, like, dangling. It's it, actually like, oh, shit. You get the feeling people are, like the, t- the tension of the situation. People are not in the mood for that particular song right now. Put my guitar down. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what effects that has. Uh, does does Corsin notice this? Because he would react. <laughs> yes. Okay, he's gonna say, "Try a drop of Grenville's blood." <laughs> All right. When I get my fucking boot out of the rigging, I'll give it a go. <laughs> Um, so, oh, that's interesting. So that means that we've hit a point where now uh, both the... So at this particular moment where we join back in about three minutes late of, of hard sailing later, uh, the Shelley Louise and the Regret are both uh, just within 2,400 uh, feet of each other. And the Canard is a little bit further back, but they are... They are solidly within, uh, yeah, they're solidly within four, uh, within 24, 20, seven. Slight musical, apparently there is a slight musical uh, problem there. There we go. Uh, 27, yeah, they're about 3,000 feet away. Okay, I'll, I'll make a note of that. Uh, I'm going to say new uh, perception check from everyone, though, to try and gather some of that potentially vital information. Ah, Five. Natural twenty. Oh, thank um, God. Hey. Dirty twenty. Woo. Oh, thank okay. you, Okay. Okay. With the dirty twenty, uh, you can see the loadout of the two different ships. Uh, <coughs> Celestia, you you can see, and cause necessarily, you can see that the northern of the two ships, the Canard, which is now slightly further away because it's had to uh, sort of, it's had to slightly slowly drift down toward, you know, to uh, turn its course towards you as it's got further to go. Uh, mm-hmm. Is appears to be a fully fledged naval frigate uh, from the Osirian Fuck. Navy. It is equipped with, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's got a full set of long gun broadsides. Oh, Which one is this? That's the one that's further away. That's the just canard. yep. That's okay. just beyond broadside range right now. Run <laughs> and not within bowgun range. Uh, the bowguns are actually pretty similar to yours, though. Uh, they're, 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 they're the same setup. The closer of the two, the Shelley Louise, however, appears to be uh, an imp- what looks like an impressed merchant frigate. It's not fully okay. geared up for war. This is either some sort of ambitious privateer uh, who is not as well equipped as the Charlie's Regret, or someone who has, for whatever reason, agreed to assist... Uh, Lord Bertrand in this particular act of political assassination. Okay, so this plan is actually, like, pretty good because we're, if you're, this goes well, not going near the Canard's broadsides. <laughs> yeah, you're getting yeah. you're getting closer to the Shelley Louise, necessarily, in this occasion. The Shelley Louise has less guns and they don't pu- uh, pu- punch as hard. Uh, they do... Uh, they do have four guns, however. Uh, sorry, uh, bow guns. I've been saying bow wrong this whole time. Uh, they do have bow guns similar to yours, I didn't though. No, it was bow. I always want to say bow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, as in bow and stern. Yeah, oh, but right. they're, but their broadsides are much less powerful. 
Speaking of which, uh, you mm -hmm. are within range for a disadvantage uh, bow gun shot if you want to take if if you want to take uh, them. Will it slow us down or is it just? Uh, bow guns don't no because they're forward Then we facing. might as well. Fuck it, yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. Uh, we so again, can I help? <laughs> Uh, no, because you did a natural one. Oh, I, d I did already. So, uh, and in fact, this is where that's going to kick in. Shit. Uh, so, well, actually, it doesn't make a difference. So, it's with disadvantage anyway. Uh, so, I guess that's that's really fortunate. Uh, <laughs> okay, Robs, can I, uh, uh, as as salts, I should say. <laughs> so, Scamp, can I can I ask you to make a dexterity with proficiency attack, uh, please? Okay. Uh, is this disadvantage? With disadvantage. So that's a one. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Okay. Uh, roll. So I'm going to say scamp roll because you are on the on the gunny's cruise as well as the ship mate, uh, ship's mage. Um, roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Okay, so that dice is sitting out. Let's find a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, why did I pick the one I can't read? Uh, 13. <laughs> 13, okay. Uh, so if I get my D8 out. Oh no. Okay, so you take 19 halved to 9 points of oh. damage as one of the bow guns <laughs> uh, jams and explodes. Uh, it's not enough, it, it, and there are uh, there are just shards of broken cannonball flying in, into the surrounding, uh, into the surrounding, uh, yeah, crew. That was uh, not fun. There's also a. Let's see how many of the Charlies. Okay, it only kills one of the crew. Oh, oh god. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is Scamp injured? Uh, Scamp has yeah. Scamp is not seriously <laughs> injured, but has taken uh, nine points of damage. Okay. Uh, uh, I cast mage armor. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna shout from um, where I'm still sort of half getting my boot out of the ring. Scamp, are you all right? Do you need a little xylophone heel thingy? I'm all right. <laughs> okay, good. Let me know. <laughs> Will do. Cool. Same time as as this particular as one of the bow gun. Uh, the other bow gun misses. Uh, so you're you're down to one bow gun, uh, uh, bow gun uh, but the f uh, uh, but one has exploded. Meanwhile, the uh, Shelley Louise also <laughs> takes a shot at you with its bow guns. Uh, yeah, that was a three. <laughs> so uh, with disadvantage, and you see a, a good two hundred feet away, splash, splash <laughs> into the water. Coulson is going to yell up. Let's teach these people how to privateer. Okay, they. It takes <laughs> it takes two minutes to recharge the bow guns, which is, could be very important in what comes next. All right then. So, which means another minute passes. I'm nervous. I everyone a bit closer. I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, they're within range for that. Okay. So. Uh, Right, I'm going to say within the next minute, you are now hugging the coastline to uh, it, it, like you know, to, to to stay close, and because and with that, I'm actually going to do a quick weather check to see how. Okay, the I've done just like gen, generic D20 checks to see how vindictive the weather is feeling, and uh, that's I've uh, twice, and that's been a 17 and a 19 both times. 
Uh, wow. you, is that good or bad? That's good for you. That's essentially a luck check. Oh, God. The, okay. The, uh, it seems that the gale is with you. It's blowing you in the right direction. It's not sh- trying to shove you into the, uh, uh, into the shore, at least not yet. However, uh, you are now uh, 600 feet uh, from the... Uh, you're now 600 feet from the uh, canard and only about one, two, three, four, whatever we call that, yeah, 1500 feet from the, uh, sorry, uh, 600 feet from the Shelley Louise, 1500 feet from the canard, okay. uh, which means that the Shelley Louise is probably close enough to pull off a broadside, uh, but the canard is still out of range for uh, for one without disadvantage. Um, uh, now that things are looking dangerous, yep. um, can I be within 60 feet of both Scamp and Causin? Yes. Um, so, and as many other people as I can get. Okay. And um, I'm going to you know, stand up on some high up bit of the ship, preferably near the wheel where everyone can see me and go, come on, we fucking got this! And the Rainbow Spirit is going to flare out of my hair and everybody gets five temporary hit points. <laughs> Just for fun, Yay. I'd like you to, to make a performance check, please. Okay. It still works, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, it still works. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> see how many people you affect. Oh. Oh, it's good. Um, so that is a 24, mate. Oh, nice. Okay. And for- they can all move, but that doesn't really work in this time. So yeah. I run in a circle. 24. <laughs> okay. You have a small burst of speed for six seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna it's a pride s- spirit. Like everyone just suddenly thinks it's Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> for the purposes of this, I'm going to say that with regards to crew damage, to, to crew members killed, you've basically given plus eight, crew, like eight temporary crew members worth of hit points. So you, you, so they can, so, they, so the, the Charles Regret can take some damage without losing crew. Okay, As cool. A result of that's that, good. Say. But also, yeah, you guys get your that's temporary points. Yeah. I like to think the Rainbow Spirit is aggressively big because of the amount of people <laughs> I'm trying to get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, there's an option you can take because you are actually close enough. Uh, if you wish to, uh, cause uh, him, you can take evasive maneuvers, uh, which, under the circumstances, I will say because of the circumstances, does require a navigation check. Uh, It halves your movement rate while you're doing it, but imposes disadvantage on someone trying to broadside you. Uh, Worth it. Yeah. uh, You you can do this instead of an attack. Alright, if you're going to do that then, can I ask you for a navigation check because you are trying to do evasive maneuvers right next to a... uh, right next to the coastline. Okay, just remind me, what is the uh, what are the navigator's tools skill based. based on? They are wisdom, wisdom based. Okay, cool. Wisdom. Perfect. Which means they're going to take you to disadvantage. Okay, that would be a... Um, 17. Okay, you successfully managed to duck... Uh, you're, you begin a slightly erratic manoeuvre on the part of the regret. Uh as it begins diving, uh, uh, veering dangerously close to the uh, uh, to the shoreline, just slightly enough to to, to uh, almost to taunt the Shelley Louise uh, in a bit of a game of keep away. 
So you, but you managed to do it without risking running aground. Uh, okay, so the, the Shelly Louise makes it. It does pull its broadside off, however, uh-huh. uh, and it does so with disadvantage because of the evasive maneuvers, which it would otherwise not. Uh, okay, so it's done that at that's eleven versus the Charlie's regrets AC is fourteen, which means it's at minus three. Okay, uh, only a only oh, as the broadside goes off. <laughs> Uh, oh god <laughs> only two of the long guns uh, from it actually managed to hit the regret uh, they, uh, there is uh, there is some damage that happens as a result and you do hear uh, cries from down below uh, as these uh, as crew members are struck however uh, they are quickly rushed to the infirmary. You've lost five temporary crew members. Uh, the regret also... So hideous. <laughs> 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 yeah. nope. It's a weird, weird premise. Uh, the, the regret has taken 30 points of damage, but it has... It has five hundred tables. It's down to. It's actually not bad for yeah. a broadside. Like, yeah, no, no. It's, yeah. It was a lo- it was a low hit. The the merchant frigate doesn't do powerful broadsides, uh, but it does have a slight range advantage. Yeah. Okay, which means that we advance forward one minute, because uh, this is actually close enough where the one minute at time does make a difference. Can I do a medicine check as causing to try and triage the uh, the injured? Uh yes, you can. That's uh, seven. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, you can't make a bit. Uh, you can't. You don't kill anyone, but you don't make much of a difference either. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, you don't kill anyone. It's not really. You know what? Actually, what you hear given the, the circumstances, given the circumstances, I'm. Uh... <laughs> Anyone who looks particularly bad, I'm just going to uh, dump a cure wounds into. Uh, I'm going to say that with the like, e- with, even with that medicine check, you know that right now. No one is on the line enough to need one. Okay, fair enough. You can, you can make do. You can, you know, people will. They'll survive the next hour. Is at the moment anyone who's that injured? Okay. Apart uh, from the one guy who was who was right okay. next to the bow gun. Yep, yeah, fine. He's uh, he, <laughs> he yeah, he's missing an arm and too much blood. He's fine. he's he's already gone. Uh, okay. So that means that we are now a minute. Uh, so a minute passes. You are hugging the coastline, uh, and this means that the uh, that the canard is now uh, a good seven hundred and fifty feet away from you. So you are about four hundred feet away from the Shelley Louise. Are we like all in a line now? Yeah, you're now you're now all in a line. Interestingly, the canard is actually slight. Oh yeah, looking at this. The canard is directly behind the Shelley Louise, so it does. That's that's interesting. Technically, that does provide you a bit of unexpected cover. <laughs> How much do they want to uh, get us? How much? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they want to get us enough to shoot their own people. To be honest, mm. if this isn't well, the problem, we'll see in the we'll see in a moment. <laughs> Uh, however, the canard is yeah. So the canard, at, you are now within broadside range of both the Shelley Louise and the canard. Uh, sorry, no, you are you're not within broadside range of the canard. You have the short. You have you have carronades. You are within broadside range of the Shelley Louise now. 
the canard is within broadside range of you, but because of the ship positioning, I'm going to say if they do decide to make the attack, they have disadvantage uh, unless they decide to also hit the Shelley Louise. Uh, so, what do you want to do? Um, can we get another uh, shot? If or we or actually we just run? do, if we actually do hit them with a broadside, we've hit, uh, we stopped them dead in the water. And if it, if the tide's coming in, then they're going to need to um, to deal with that before they can even think about chasing us. So, one more broadside and then run. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. I think so. I, yeah, I agree with that. Let's do that. All right. The uh, merchant. So the Shelley Louise, for its part, does actually still have its bow guns uh, and is still facing towards you. And they've now managed to reload the bow guns. that say that right. So they are going to take one shot at you as you're taking your shot yeah. at them. Is this a point where I can help with a performance check? I'm yeah. going to say it is, yes. Uh, whiskey is the life of man. Um, oh, that's really good. Uh, 28. Okay, that is good enough. <laughs> I will actually allow you to apply that advantage to the broadside attack. Awesome. Uh, yes. As yours, uh, uh, as you know, the, the the gunners are all kind of like bobbing their heads in with the tune, kind of you know, this is going a lot better than the previous song. Good. Um, the frigate Sing about booze, not uh, not weather. Mm. Uh, the merchant frigate. Okay, uh, they were going for your mast with the bow guns, and they miss. All good. And it's just slightly too small a target. Like it, one of them does go through the fabric, but it's small. It's a small enough hole. Like they didn't hit any of the wooden parts, mm. uh, so it's not a good. Yeah, a it, you've still got the sail. The, the the mast has not been significantly damaged, which means you're not going to lose speed. Uh, however, it does stop your speed to. It does stop your your movement to fire the broadside. So. Uh, that means it's, yeah, can I, uh, Scamp, can I ask you to make a broadside attack? Uh, ordinarily this would be, I'm going to say you can take your pick of, really this, yeah, this is your pick of wisdom or intelligence for the, for the base for this attack, plus proficiency. Oh, good, because I'm so good at both those things. Um, um, or if, or if it, uh, or if it would be, if the if the number is less than four, you can use uh, salts as event. Uh, 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 it is four. Okay, then just yeah, just do it as yourself essentially. Um, is there any advantage, disadvantage, or anything? You have advantage I've from advantage. It's a fantastic shanty at Manning. Lovely. Yes. Okay. So well. <laughs> uh, Twenty-two. Nice. Oh, ho, ho. Fit. Okay, that yes. is that is definitely within AC plus four. Yeah. Oh wow, this is going to be interesting. So, blow them to bits. <laughs> what am I rolling? <laughs> you pull off one full broadside. Uh, all, and I'm going to say yeah because of where you are, all eight of the port side um, car carronades. Uh, Blast into the side of the Shelley uh, Louise. Uh, can just yeah okay. Uh, let's merge this together. Can you roll me four d eight, please? Yes, also I can. Are we within one hundred and fifty feet. Because yeah. I want to know what the I want to know what the uh, casualties are like. Oh well, now I feel bad. Now you said that's what it ah. is. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen. Okay, 16 uh, crew slain. Not enough, uh, t sadly not enough to uh, 
really uh, impede. Don't to really impede them yet. Are we within 150 feet? Uh, no, not yet, but you will be very <sighs> okay, soon. Okay, cool. I think. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, with that in mind, however, you what you do manage is 280 points of damage to cool. their hull. Jesus. Uh, which Hi. is <laughs> annoyingly almost, but not quite enough to take them down to half, uh, to, to, uh, to half damage. Um... Which is really frustrating because at fifty percent their speed goes at whole their speed goes down to half, as well. Uh, but that's all right. So yeah, they they are down to uh, just over half health, and yeah, the Shelley Louise is rocked by the impact. The uh, does the okay no the uh, uh the the Canard is not quite so bloodthirsty as to uh, as to attack through the uh, uh, through the Shelley Louise with its broadsides, but it will take a shot at you with its bow guns. God, we definitely picked bow the right side. Bow, bow guns, bow guns. <laughs> Damn it all. Okay. However, that was a ten, so okay. they actually smack into the uh, coastline, and you see just a huge a pair of huge puffs of sand. Whoa. Cool. Uh, blasting up from under the snow-covered uh, uh, beach. Okay. Uh, so broadside means that you don't advance within that minute. The Shelley Louise, however, will, uh, and they are going to. They actually turn. Ar- they spend their whole movement turning around to get into position to launch their other broadside. Uh, however, so they're doing just like a whole one eighty. Yeah. The yeah, they, that's what what they do. The canard, however, now brings itself. It's going to stay at seven hundred fifty feet from you, because uh, it can, and it uh, brings itself into position for its own broadside. What do you want to do? Uh, what do you want to do in this minute? You are still four hundred feet from the Shelley Louise, seven hundred fifty feet from the canard. Ooh. You have <sighs> six hundred feet of movement. Uh, however, which you, uh, although it will cost you that if you try to wrap around to do another broadside. Um, I think it's worth going full speed. What does anyone else think? Yeah. I think it's worth... If we can get out of the range of uh, the Canard's broadside, then it's worth it. Yeah, I okay. think. At least, get, at least get the angle wrong for them. All right, I'm going to ask you for a navi- I'm going to ask you for an opposed navigation check then, because it's a question of whether they can get the broadside off before you pass behind the Shelley Louise. Again, right. putting them in a position where they'd have to fire through mm-hmm. their own people. I mean, using the Shelley Louise as a human shield is working out really well for yeah, us. Yeah, so bad, tactically. Yeah. <laughs> okay, navigation check for them. So is this us coming out the other side of the Shelley Louise? Yeah, essentially, you'll you'd be sailing. So past we've gone them. past them, and yeah. we're essentially uh, coming. Out you were the coming other up end. towards them, and now you'd be going past them. Okay, yeah. so now we're going past. Yeah, they. Cool. The canard was also in a position where they were diagonals between yeah. you and them, and they've moved now. Okay, Corzin, can I ask you for a navigation check opposed to you the enemy? certainly can. Okay, that would be... Uh, 18. Okay, you had to beat a 9, 
Uh, so as so you sail as you're as you're hugging the coast, and it's also high enough that you don't don't risk uh, running aground. Oh, it's happy a nightmare. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. You're sailing past the 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 canard cannot get in uh, manage to pull off a shot before it can get uh, without before you put the uh, Shelley Louise through. I'm going to get to that in a moment. However, as the Shelley Louise also has turned around and is firing its its own broadside. Um. That was, yeah, that was uh, not great from their part. All of them go amiss. Oh, wow. <laughs> it actually rolled low <laughs> enough that every... Uh, no, 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 that is a ten. So uh, one of the cannon shots does actually manage to scrape the bow of the... Actually, be the stern uh, of the regret. Celestia goes, learn how to shoot, you fuckers. No, don't. <laughs> don't learn how to shoot. <laughs> uh, it, so you take, fi- the regret takes 15 points of damage uh, and we're out of temporary crew members. Oh no. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, we're actually da- we actually took one real crew member damage as oh, well. No. We have some beheading to do later. Great. Yeah. Um. Uh, so... <laughs> Yes. Uh, so the not as much as they're gonna need. <laughs> as uh, so, the Shelley Louise entirely misses as this as this failed broadside <laughs> uh, splashes into the water or, or or drives itself into the coast. Uh, the you uh, you uh, you take advantage of the gale and sail on past the Shelley Louise as it's turning to fire. Probably the reason why it missed you, uh, for the most part. And the you managed to deftly put the Shelley Louise between you and the canard. I'm going to say, uh, causing because you've got the highest passive perception. As you look up, you can just see on the bow or on the forecastle of the canard, there is a grim-faced, uh, blue, pale blue-skinned orc with a thick black single brow it's got a unibrow uh beneath <laughs> a, a, a beneath a a gilt edged uh bicorn who's seems to just sort of lock eye it's glaring at the at the ship but seems to lock eyes with you for a moment before you see him turn and bark a command yeah they want you dead so How far away is he he is 750 feet away and every shot that misses on this broadside hits the Shelley louise Shit! Fuck! They're really fucking going for it. Yeah, so this is a full broadside against the Charlie's Regret now. (laughs) (laughs) It's either really good or really bad. No. It's really entertaining, whichever way. Um, As a blast of uh, uh, of long guns. Fire uh, sail through the air. The um, they rip through the hull of the Shelley Louise. Oh dear! Uh, gutting it completely. You watch as the ship begins to break apart oh, in the boys. middle. Fucking Desperate hell. crew members throwing themselves overboard. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was up. all twenty-one cannonballs. Fuck! All <laughs> twenty-one handshot just hit the Shelley Louise there. That was a natural three on that cold-blooded oh. attack. Wow! As you perfectly position yourselves, 
between the canard and the Shelley Louise, which is now a... Yeah, it is breaking apart. The Shelley Louise is out of commission. Hang on, the Shelley Louise is between us and the canard. We're yeah. not between the canard and the Shelley Louise. Sorry, yes, the Shelley Louise is between you and the canard. Just my for bad. my own confusion. And wrong so wrong We don't want to start yeah, saying yeah, the no, wrong no, thing. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, next round then. Um... Okay, they're causing this. Can say you're gonna have to write a song about this one. You do realize? Oh, there's <laughs> one being written right now, darling. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay, uh, still going to be another four minutes until the port side broadside is 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 uh, repaired. It is reloaded. You still have the starboard. It is the next minute. Uh, the yeah, it's up to you what you want to do. I'm also going to roll for weather, vindictive weather. Oh, uh, did you say we're in? Sorry, do your weather roll first. You're still hugging the shoreline. It's close enough that I am going to ask you for a navigation check as well. So, uh, Causing, can I ask you for a navigation check against the storm? Okay. Okay, that's... It's a nine. As the regret is blown closer to the shoreline, it begin. Uh, hidden rocks grind oh, against the God. base of the uh, of the uh, ship. Your speed will be halved on this mm. round, and you also take. Where are my d8s? Hard port. Hard port. <laughs> yeah, it's basically being screamed at all <laughs> at that point. Uh, it would be the same as one of those, so... Yeah, uh, so the Regret takes a, uh, a smooth 25 points of damage. No crew losses, yet. Um... Nobody currently being keel-hauled. Nobody currently oh. being keel-hauled, but Regret <laughs> is down... Mean? Uh, it's where you tie a long rope under the bait from one end of the uh, of the keel uh, of the uh, of the ship to the other. You let it sail through. You pick up the rope at the other end. So that you've got a nice rope that runs underneath the hull of the uh, of the ship's hull. Yeah. Then you strap a man to that rope and you rotate the rope so that he goes along the whole way under. That is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it takes several minutes and people generally don't survive it. Holy shit! Okay, well I've learned something. Cool. That was, uh, yeah, naval discipline. Yeah. It's <laughs> covered in barnacles. It's not good. No, yeah. really yeah. bad. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a particularly nasty way to kill someone. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of nasty Jesus. ways to kill people, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have 300 feet of movement this round. Uh, you could, like, and... It's up to you how you want to uh, how you want to play this. The canard is in the process of turning round uh, now. You're not sure whether for another broadside, or which is just which. If you stay where you are, you'll be just within range uh, for without disadvantage, or if it's going to try and catch you up. I mean, I personally, with my two senses, we've just seen it fuck up a ship. I think we should go. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, that sounds we've like seen a really it good literally plan. destroy a ship right next to us. I think we should run. <laughs> Get the spinnakers out. We need every knot. Yeah. Okay. As the you're, you're going to go, just go full speed ahead. Then uh, the yeah. okay. I'm going to say because it has enough time. It rotates round, uh, which just cost it half its movement. Does is keeping pace with you, however, just about, and it's going to make. Uh, it is going to fire at you. It's going to fire. 
looking at the state of things, I'm going to say it's going to be a. No, it's going to go for a. It's going to go for an out and out mass shot. I think uh, on this, just take a risk. Natural twenty. Oh shit. Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, with a. Uh yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. oh wow. Scam. <laughs> yeah. So natural twenties on uh, on ship attacks are particularly nasty. Is mm. our mast off? Your mast is currently at two hit points. Oh, oh scam. As the two, uh, as what I'm gonna say because this is a two-masted brig. The four mast, there's like the main mast and the uh, 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 and the secondary mast. The secondary mast, the uh, uh, one of the balls actually just shatters through it. Uh, these uh, the second ball it almost takes out the main mast. It clips off it, and it's almost essentially it's basically just holding together. But as I understand it, we can sail with one mast. You yeah? can sail with one mast, just about. Uh, and Lou, just as I quickly check my quick uh, reference notes. Uh, taking the mast. Okay, yeah, the mast doesn't actually drop you to zero speed until the mast hits zero hit points. Uh, <laughs> improved mending restores ten hit it points takes to 10 the mast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what happens there. Uh, so. Shit. <laughs> okay. So next round, uh, the canard is still just within broadside range of you now run, run. <laughs> uh give me uh, let's see how vindictive the weather is okay the weather is perfectly on your side good <laughs> uh so yeah i'm gonna say so are you guys just running for this round yes fuck yes yep. good okay, can, I, can canard... I help can i sing sea shanties uh, and make it easier yeah go on actually i'll say that the wind is going enough with you that it, uh Make a performance check, causing you can try and make a navigation check to take advantage of the wind and see if you can go further. Yep. Done it. Doing it. Um, that's a 19 from me. Uh, that is a 16 from causing. Okay, I'm going to say with the 19 you can take advantage on this check. Okay, I'll roll that again. We'll roll a navigation check to keep pace with you. That was cocked. I'll stick with the 16. Okay. Uh, yeah, you you actually managed to gain another t- another couple hundred feet on them, uh, but they really want you down. So broadside time, with disadvantage, they're going to see if they can just take you out. Considering how well the last broadside went, that's probably a poor odds. So that was a natural twenty and a natural eighteen. Fucking hell! Oh, uh, Glad it wasn't despite 20, the range, yeah. What? Well, uh, 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 yeah, no be very glad that wasn't a natural 20. Oh yeah, we'd be fucked. Uh, <laughs> we might still because, be. Because, well, yeah, you with with that, that is enough to hit for all 21 of their long guns to hit. Uh, as the blast goes off, um, the Charlie's Regret is <laughs> pummeled uh, on every time. Okay, I'm just going to say... Let's just call this a good old. Yeah, actually, that's some, there's there's enough of that. But I'm gonna have to roll this with a die roller. Oh, oh, fuck. oh no. Yeah, let's let's see. Uh, gonna get a different one out of those up because apparently the die roller on my phone doesn't do multiples. Weird. Yeah. Super weird. 
Yeah, it's weird. It only seems to do one. It's really annoying. Anyway, so let's. So that was twenty-one. Forty-three crew are dead. Oh. Jesus. As the uh, as it blasts through, so that's uh, down from one hundred and nineteen. Fucking hell. One hundred and sixteen. Uh, that becomes eighty. Nope, seventy-six. Oh, so many heads to uh, Yeah, that's uh, a as, as the blast ride through you, uh, and I'm actually that's close enough that that's enough damage that all three of you need to be making dexterity saves, please. Okay. Okay. Oh shit. Natural twenty. Twenty-one. Seven. Okay. Uh, causing you dive completely out of the way. You are just uh, conveniently positioned enough that you don't get hit in the slightest. Uh, by... Oh no, sorry, eight. I apologise, I forgot about my plus one. Celestia's in the rigging, oh no! Yep. Celestia's in the rigging. I am in the rigging, I did say that. Yep. So, you'll be happy to know that of the d8s I rolled, two of those were ones. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, you're in the rigging. So, uh, Scamp, you take 12 half to six points of damage from the the hit... uh, from the... Uh, ca- uh, cannonball. It doesn't clip you, but uh, part of the shards of hull smack into you and slice across your skin. Celestia, uh, we're going to roll this differently. You were on the mast. I wasn't like at I mean, the you were on the mast, the mast, but like you were. I picked you were like on rigging. a little way up the rigging. Yeah. The thing is, when you fuck up that much hull, parts of the rigging start to come loose because the Charlie's Regret just took 330 points of damage. Yeah, fair. Uh, How many? And you are. 330, was it? Yeah. yeah. You are. It's now 130 uh, points, which Oof. might be enough. Uh, I make it 100. It was at 400. It was at 430 before. You were right. That's 100. That's enough to cripple it. Okay, so as the uh, yeah, that's enough that rigging uh, actually flies loose from its mooring and flings you. I need you to make an acrobatics check, please. Oh my god, I'm going to be overboard. This is the end. Uh, okay, that is a thirteen. So not amazing. It's enough that you don't go overboard. Good. Uh, however, because of the distance you're thrown. You do still. T- you actually only take six points of damage. Okay, uh, that's not too bad. From being thrown against the uh, the gunnel, the sort of almost like like a little retaining wall on the edge of the ship, and you are not thrown overboard. Uh, however, yeah, the blaster. Uh, 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 at this point, you see that the mast, the remains of the mast. Oh, shit. Begin collapsing over. Yeah, we are at. We've hit that golden number, which is 25% of the mast. The ship's speed is now zero. Oh, bollocks. Uh, <laughs> no. And, yeah, things are... Uh, uh, and enough crew have... Enough crew have died... Actually, no, not enough crew have died at this point to give disadvantage to old checks, but it's not good. Uh, at this no. point, you're looking at... And, I'm going to say, who's on deck right now? Everyone's on deck. Everyone's on deck. You look round and you can see Captain Brandy is just about on the... uh, Well, the Charles Regret doesn't have a forecastle, but the, the, the bow of the ship 
he is leaning bedraggled against the uh, remain uh, against the still barely holding together ship's wheel. He is missing one leg entirely. Oh, some hip, probably some organs in there. Uh, Part of his his other knee is completely wrecked. Uh, and he is just flagging against it. I'm going to say at this point, we are, as it were, in combat, but we're kind of out of the gunnery round at this point, as you see the canard begins to sail closer with the uh, with a clear intent of a boarding party. Uh, of maybe a boarding party. They've used up both their broadsides, so they're not apparent. So it seems if they want to get this done, they're not just going to uh, gut the ship here and now. I'm going to see. We still have one left. You have one left, but you can't turn the. Wait. No, you can't turn the ship around. It's the starboard. The starboard broadside is the one that's still loaded up, not the port one. So you're not. You're not. In a, you can't turn unless you had some way of turning the ship around. Wait, 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 wait. Are they all on the same gunnery deck? Uh, yes. The Charlie's Regret is a single deck. Has a single gunnery deck. Uh, gunnery deck. Okay, crazy idea. We can't turn the ship around. Can we move the guns around? But if we around? have enough crewmen, <laughs> can we change the cannons around? I'm going to say, uh, if you want to put that to them and take control, this is a this is a hell of a persuasion check. <sighs> Worth it. I mean, either that or I've just got to go to Brandy and make sure he doesn't die, because, like, he's... I mean, should we surrender at, at this point? Like, <laughs> in all seriousness. Nah. They'll just kill They'll us kill all. They'll kill us anyway. True. But if we surrender okay, now, persuasion. they might spare some crew. Alright, make your case to the crew. I want to hear you make the case to the crew as well, please. Ten. All right. Anyone want to help me out? Uh, how do you... What do you say to... Like, yeah, just... If no. you want to if you want to try and get... Have some... Give me a speech. Give me a speech and maybe it'll be enough to give you advantage. But that's, that's your only recourse at this point. All right. Okay. Um, Corzin, uh looks around and then uh, yells at uh, the the crew assembled present. He goes, "They think they've got us, but it's the last mistake they're ever going to make. Everybody, move the starboard cannons over to the port side. If we can get them close enough, we can stick a dagger in their heart before they even know that they're dead." Out of character for a second, just so that I know how to respond to this. How bad does yep. that ship look? Is there their ship? Hope? Their ship hasn't been hit. It's still going to be something that they're not going to be expecting at point blank range. In character then for we a can second, start causing we should surrender, darling. This isn't happening. Uh, Our masts off. Brandy's got one leg. We're fucked. And they're going to kill us like dogs anyway. If we surrender now, uh, they might spare some of us if we give them the fucking princess. I don't give a shit There's about There's nothing to stop them from taking die. the princess and just... Let's roll the luck Nobody check. wants to die today. Actually, I'm going to say, uh... Yeah, Celestia, roll the luck check for me. Three! Fuck off! You glance over at the... Yeah. You can see where one of the... Looking over, you can see two of the broadside uh, balls went straight into the brig. 
Oh. Oh shit. I'm gonna go down and Are have a look. Are still alive? Uh. This might make the situation <clears throat> academic. Yeah, no, looking down there, there is, there is a mess and no duchess. At least not enough duchess. Uh, at this point also, causing I'm going to say, uh, yeah, because where you are, there's so, like a, a handful of the crew, maybe 20 or 30, start trying to carry out your orders and, and lift, uh, moving over cannons. But there's, there's, there's only so much spirit left. People are going to try. They're going to do their best, but you're not going to get all the cannons round. There are some people okay. doing, you'll have a handful of them going around, but it's not looking hopeful. Can you give me a medicine check, please? Medicine check, okay. Come on. That is a 12. You'll need a closer look to be sure, but Brandy is definitely dying. Okay. As you're, um, as you're running up to Brandy, I'm going to go up to your cause in. The, we're fucked. The Duchess is dead. We need to point, get out of here somehow. V has run Then there's no well. reason to, uh, not to, uh, to keep us alive anyway. Help me with him. And I am Fine. going to <laughs> immediately cast Cure Wounds. Oh, ding it. Healing Word as well. Why not? Yeah. Uh, and attempt to um, staunch the bleeding at least. Okay. With Actually, my, I'll do a uh, second level kit. Healing Word because yeah. he looks fucked. Okay, so. roll, uh, roll, roll hit points just to know, uh, just for the sake of it, but I'm going to say... Yeah, as you... Uh, nine. Okay, the... Uh, the, eight. The blood vessels pinch closed. Uh, you can see little bits of skin start to grow over the heavily uh, shattered remnants of the of, uh, of brandy, but even with that medicine check, Corson, as you get over, you, and it, resent, it restores a semblance of consciousness to brandy. He is missing pots... You looking at the damage before the healing magic heals over part of the skin. There is vital da- there is critical damage to his spleen. Part of his liver is gone. There are sections of intestine which are gone. This, this you could maybe save him in the long term if you had several hours at, uh, in your sur- in your uh, surgery uh, in the medical bay with your full surgery kit and healing spells. But he's not going to live more than a few hours. Even with the, even with the, even though you staunch the bleeding, in a handful of hours, toxic buildup from the injury to his liver is going to kill him. If the other problems don't. And as you, as you come over, Brandy kind of looks down and seems to realise this. Well, looks like the bastards finally got me. <laughs> You're not dead yet, Captain. He reaches up and, for what would with not what would normally be a powerful grip, weakly manages to touch the side of your shoulder. His hand slipping on your uh, on, on your uh, your vest with his own thick with his own blood. I'm not dead yet, but I'm a dead man sitting. Ah, V, get over here. You see, V runs over. Oh, shit. Marilyn, we've got to get you to a longboat. I am not going to make it to a longboat. That's not a bad idea. We've got to get some of us to a longboat, fuck's sake. Who was shouting about cannons a moment ago? Me. 
We right. tell him he's a stupid fucker and we need to go to a long boat. <laughs> you're a stupid fucker. And but you're right as she's right. They're going to take it. They they aren't uh, looking for prisoners. Get the longboats off the starboard side. The bulk of the ship will hide them from it. You'll have time to row to the shore. Every man who's too wounded, who, every man who's willing to make a swim of it, get those, get the cannons over to the far side. I want you to spend as much time as you can spare rigging up the fuses. Braid them together. Give me one fuse and as much of the powder kegs of, as we have left. Captain, are you sure about this? Well, they say the captain should go down with his ship, right? <laughs> I'm going to grasp him by the shoulder, say, thank you, and he's going to see a little rainbow flash in my eyes and he's going to get five temporary hit points. <laughs> well, it counts, <laughs> Not yeah. much, but you know. <laughs> he grabs you by the shoulder. I told you you were bad luck. <laughs> You're going to blame me for this? You have no, to of course it. not. <laughs> Let's hope that maybe some of it will stay with me. How far away is the other ship? The other ship is drawing closer. It's within. It's get. It's taking its time now. Not going for speed. It knows that the ship can't move, so it's about five hundred feet away. It's going to get closer. It'll be there within two minutes now. Now that it's moving slowly and not bothering to yeah. uh, to make a rest. So there's a bit of time to get longboats overboard. But Let's do that. Yeah. yeah uh, at this and point. at this point, like the ship is running into, uh, it is running into overdrives. Everything's happening. Uh, you see Vig, kind of frustrated, gripping Brandy's shoulder. You stupid piece of shit. I mean, you were always going to outlive me. Yes, brother, but this is not the way I exactly intended to do it. Get as many people in as you can. Someone's going to need to make sure they reach the shore safely. <sighs> Look at it this way. I'm going out in a better way than father did. <laughs> that much is true. And he leans close and presses his forehead to Brandy's. Holds it for about five seconds before clapping Brandy in the shoulder. All right, you heard the captain. Get as many of the people into the longboats as you can. Everyone who can still move a gun. I want you shifting them over to the other side. And what angle is the other ship on to us? They are on the port side, and it looks like they're planning to bring themselves right up along the port side uh, and move over the, the uh, gangplanks. They're approaching from the rear, however. Okay, so off uh, the, how the big are the cannon ports? Uh, the cannon ports are about, they're not that big, they're about three foot by three foot uh, squares, just large enough to, uh, to fit the cannon, uh, you know, the, the barrel of the cannon through and some direction to aim within. Okay. Uh, they have two decks of cannons on their side. Uh, how close to the water are they? Pretty close. Uh, the whole thing is about, this is going from memory here. <laughs> uh, the upper, the the top deck is about forty feet off the surface of the water. The bottom gun port would be about ten feet from the surface of the water. It actually goes pretty low. Okay, I'm going to do something really stupid to buy us some time, and then I'm going to go and jump off the edge of the ship and <laughs> fly as I do. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, I would like to get within 
150 feet of the okay. lower level of cannon ports um, on the opposite side to our ship. All right, I'm going to. So an area they're not expecting to. You're going okay. You're going to go on the side side. Give me a stealth check. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, can I tie to chaos this? Yes, you can. Um, okay, stealth. What is my stealth? Twenty-three. Oh, good. Okay. As your. Okay, this is going to be fun. So yeah, you slip past. As you do so, you notice there's a couple of the uh, orc with the uh, unibrow and the bicorn is uh, is urgent is shouting commands as groups of uh, red-coated marines. Is this is the red uh, the red uh, the red of Syrian colours uh, are marching uh, are getting up, getting ready on the surface of the boat, preparing for. Uh, they're, they're taking positions behind the gunnels just in case there's going to be a fight to take the ship uh, but they are there muskets ready preparing to uh, to board you can also see there is a uh, uh, there is a female orc with what you you know what I'm going to ask you you for a history check uh, <laughs> please uh, scamp Oh, 16. Okay, what you recognise as the crimson uh, epaulade uniform of a ship's mage. Oh, shit. Standing about uh, 20 feet away from uh, the presumably captain, not really clear, uh, the unibrowed orc. But yes, you slip round to the far side, undetected. Uh, when I'm... I want to get, like, 140 feet from the edge of the ship. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Fireball. Oh, God. Yes! <laughs> Through the cannon port. First player-based Fireball. Yes. Okay. I want to hit the cannons. I want to hit the centre yeah. of the cannon deck as much as I can. You don't need to aim for this, so this is... No, uh, I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing it if I had to yeah, aim. you don't need to aim for this. Okay, so let's say... So this would be the equivalent of a full broadside going off for them. Uh, their own broadside against them and okay so to start with I would like you to okay so this is just going to be this is a lot <laughs> oh god I'm just going to call this a luck can you please roll a luck check with advantage okay which is a rare thing for me to say but it's just a question oh, of positioning six oh Not with good. advantage with advantage yeah, the other one was a one. Oh, <laughs> okay Ooh. okay that's Oh, that's so sad. Uh, you managed to hit one of the few points where there are relatively... F where, where it seems that they've already moved a large amount of the cannons away. So you don't hit... Too, you, you managed to perfectly position it so that it's not actually where the powder stores are. So it does still do some damage to them. But can you please roll the fireball damage as well? So they take... God. So it's going to set stuff alight at the very least. It, is, it, it does. 10, yep. 20, 28, 34. Doubled to uh, 68. Okay. Uh, we'll round that up to 70 for a, for a smooth 140 points of damage. As you hear... <laughs> smoke begins to pile out of the middle of it. The whole ship is rocked by the explosion. It's not quite enough to completely annihilate it. The maximum damage... <laughs> this could actually have done enough damage to just sink it if you'd gotten a 20. If you'd gotten a 20. <laughs> um, 
curses. Yeah, but not quite enough. Uh, I can only do that once because I'm flying. Yeah. yeah. However, it's yeah, it's not enough to, to disable the ship either. Uh, immediately, however, seeing that seeing what happened, there's going to be another. I'm going to give them a check with advantage to try and spot you now. Okay, they I'm are desperately take off. Yeah, they are desperately searching around trying to find you. Uh, you hear Box uh, screaming orders from the uh, ship as this is happening. By the time you get back to the ship, I'm going to say that they've uh, the uh, the canard is now nearly like a hundred a hundred feet away. It's pulling in. Everyone's already loaded onto the longboats, apart from Brandy, who's mm-hmm. there holding himself up by the uh, wrecked steering wheel with a uh, with a few uh, the the, the braided fuses in hand and a lit uh powder torch um how close are they 60 feet, 100 uh, feet they're 100 feet away say. um <laughs> oh it's so tempting to do stuff uh, I'm going to say by this stuff. point, knowing that you can fly, the longboats have already cast Good. off. And everyone is now desperately starting to row for the shore. Um, however, uh, as so yeah, what do you do, Scamp? Um, I'm going to be really dumb. I'm going to dash... So I've got to da- go move, so I'm four, uh, sixty feet away from the captain. Mm-hmm. Cast darkness, centered on the captain, and then I'm gonna fuck off. <laughs> I'm just slow, trying to slow them down for a little bit. Okay, uh, give me an acrobatics check. Means they can't immediately just shoot him. I've got 120. If I'm using, I'm gonna quicken darkness, so it's a bonus action, mm-hmm. which gives me the ability to dash. So I yep. will have 120 feet of movement. Okay, give me an acrobatics, acrobatics check. check. <laughs> That's a one! Fucking hell! Oh, I need to stop. I rolled so you many ones. Every time I have advantage, it's been a one. Re- it's a question of timing. The moment you fire darkness, your flight evaporate. It, go- it winks out. I no, forgot that was concentration. No, it I'm does. It's concentration. Uh, uh, which is what the acrobatics check that. was. And as you don't quite manage to time it right, you are sailing towards the ships, uh, the, the longboats, when splash! Um. Do you I land... have? A, have I got any time? Uh you have, you have an ins- You have enough time to take a reaction. Not a bonus action. With that acrobatics check, no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so as you hit the water, roll me d100. Uh, <laughs> How far away are they from the longboats? Uh, uh, they are sixty-six. Okay. I've got to stop forgetting concentration. <laughs> yep. Uh, I just I noticed it the, 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 this time and yeah yeah uh, up to three uh, creatures you choose fine. you do choose but you has to be uh, up to three creatures you choose okay technically you don't have to choose any from the wording of that so uh, but uh, that doesn't mean that it doesn't discharge so as scamp hits the ground in this water. there's this all sorry that hits the water. Fuck, you're hitting the water scamp. Uh, so that means damage. Still some damage, however. Uh, okay, you take uh, 15 points of damage as you okay. smack into the water. Are you up? Yeah, I'm still up. Good. 
Um, and then I maintain concentration. I've one of the spot, uh, as this storm is whirling around, a bolt of lightning from the snowstorm crashes into the water right next to Scamp. Uh, immediately, th uh, and as it does so, there is a <laughs> as it th uh, as the water immediately seems to react in, uh, to it, throwing the, uh, uh, the uh, and whether it's people suddenly dropping their oars or, or being scared by the bolt of lightning, the longboats begin uh, are suddenly caught up by these uh, uh, by the frantic uh, uh, tide. Okay, you're still quite some distance from the shore, and it's at this point that you see the regret that's uh, sorry the the canard pull up by the regret no one is there to hear brandy's last words uh. all you see is coming out of the sphere of darkness just a a fast moving flicker of flame heading along a wire and down into the depths of the ship <laughs> The jerry-rigged broadsides, that close to the frigate, there's no way they can miss. Uh, and as they go off, a blast, uh, just that uh, you can watch as the canard is gutted by the shots. Had you been a little bit more lucky, Scamp, mm. it might have been enough to sink it. But as these, uh, as the smoke rises, the runes of the and uh, the runes of the canard are still there, and they had enough time to reload themselves. <laughs> One last broadside shatters the remains of the regret already blasted apart by the pieces by the powder cakes that brandy had assembled into place cannonballs rain through the raging storm striking the water striking longboats you are whipped up by raging storm and thunder and it's only uh, as you uh, blink it's it's hard to see everyone uh, it's it's only a matter of time before one of the balls which are now starting to come unceasingly as you desperately row for the shore smashes into the longboats i'm going to ask you for all for an athletics check please as how, fun, athletics. As you, how far from shore are we you are perhaps 100 feet from shore okay we can split that I got a I one. Don't trust any of my dice. I got uh, a one. A one happened. Uh, twenty-three. Okay. Uh, Scamp, you are barely able to keep, uh, to keep afloat, as you, uh, as you're struggling, uh, causing your much more experienced swimmer. But you look over and you can see Celestia is going on, has just gone under. Okay, I'm gonna make a beeline for her. I'm not leaving her behind. Okay, Celestia, you are struggling. You're, it's like it's like you're drowning. You've never, you've never been in this much water in your life. Never been in the sea. I can swim, but I haven't been in a yeah. rough sea. Yeah. Give me you, uh, Corson. Give me an athletics check. Celestia, give me an athletic check with a disadvantage. Eleven. Um. 
Athletics, uh, six. Okay, you gr- Celestia, you take on water. You start, you, the, uh, every, things start to black out. There is stars appearing in your vision. You are barely conscious of the small but strong hands that grip you around, uh, uh, that grip you under the shoulders and begin desperately kicking, bringing you to the surface. As this is happening, there is a, uh, you, the three of you, you're being pulled together. Celestia, you are barely on the verge of consciousness. You're blacking out. You look up as through the storm and the and the thunder cracks the the blasts of cannon fire a huge t- uh, wave crests up above you <laughs> and darkness as time passes the three I'm going to ask each of you to roll a constitution check for me, please. Uh, check or save? Check. Straight check, okay. Fucking... Ugh, 13. 7. 4. 13, 7, 4, okay. Scamp. You are the... first to regain consciousness. When you awaken... Everything you are cold, you are cold to the bone, you are shivering. And as you grabbed onto the, you realize that you are gripping with a death grip to a fragment of the regret. You, as you, as your muscles protest uh, you getting up, you blearily look around. There is the snowstorm is is still. The snowstorm has begun to quiet. There's still snow falling, but the raging winds have stopped. Looking around, you can see the unconscious forms of Celestia, bedraggled, gripping to the same piece of wreckage you are, causing about 20 feet away, chest rising and falling, uh, where he's... uh, uh, where he's prone on the snow-covered sand. You have no idea if this is the same bit of beach you were going towards. It's The th- snow is falling thickly, visibility is cut down. All you can see is the rough, uh, raging sea ahead, the distant storm, and the craggy, rough beaches. With their th- and these aren't... You know, fine sand beaches. There is, there are rough rocks and stones here, and stretching out beyond them, a forest which goes on for miles and miles. Are we on land? You are on, on land. I'm on land. Okay. Uh, and as you stumble over towards your companions. Oh shit, where's That's... Jeffrey? <laughs> Looking around, oh. you see there is. Uh, I've got to say, give me a perception check. <laughs> Nine. As you think this, you hear a voice in the back of your mind. Look up. And peering up and around, you can see clinging to the top of one of the frozen tree, of uh, the snow covered trees 
is a golden-haired capuchin <laughs> looking <laughs> terrified. Jeffrey! Fucking frozen. <laughs> Jeffrey st- uh, clambers down and bounds up to you. And as you uh, 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 and as the pair of you begin to hear the sound of <laughs> just through this strange darkness, this, this the the call of a monkey's chittering. That's where we're going to pick up after the break. Oh, oh fucking fuck. hell! <sighs> <sighs> we'll rejoin you after these no doubt important messages. And now for a word from our friends at Modified Roll. Hey guys, do you want to hear some new and veteran-ish players as they dive into a completely homebrew world created by our talented DM Liam? Then join us for an old-school, authentic D&D experience as we focus on collaborative storytelling in an open world, allowing us, as players, to cause as much anxiety as possible for our DM. Catch us on most podcast platforms, visit our website, and come chat to us on social media. Modified Rule. Come and join the adventure. Hello, and welcome to sunny, sunny, perpetually overcast Midmere. Have you considered the benefits of serfdom? You enjoy protection, being tied to the land, and never being able to run free to the cities, where you would be able to do things like liking, rating, subscribing to flintlocks and fireballs, and leaving reviews on iTunes. Stay where you are. And welcome back. So... As Celestia and Corzin both begin to groggily regain consciousness, you open your eyes to find that you are covered in a thin layer of snow. Corzin, you you are face down in the snow, um, or uh, the snow in the sand, your head turned to one side so you can breathe. Uh, Celestia, you find your arms have almost sort of frozen to the hunk of driftwood that you're carrying, uh, that you're holding onto. Uh, your packs are with you. The things that you packed with you, those are still strapped to you for the most part. Uh, there is, and as you look up and around, you can see this whole beach. It's covered. It's it's thick rocks and shale. It's not uh, fine sand, covered in snow. And to this, as I said, to the north is just sea. To the south, there is miles and miles of uh, boreal forest. So it's all pines, conifers evergreens if you think uh if you th- if you put in mind having just washed up on the northern coast of siberia you're in the right frame of mind oh, fucking skyrim hell. are we in skyrim <laughs> yeah but don't expect any fun quest givers oh shit <laughs> no expect giants herding mammoths <laughs> <laughs> dragons <laughs> No, no, don't talk about dragons. <laughs> I mean, very technically, this is the edge of the Dragon Coast. You might actually, technically, you're past the Dragon Coast. You're now onto the Meadmirish Coast, exposing to the imaginatively named North Sea. 
Uh. <laughs> Are we just off the Yorkshire coast? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. It's yeah. It turns out the folk of Jova have as, as much imagination when naming their seas as we do. Aww. I was going to say for a brief moment there, all of our non-English view uh, listeners were just going, "What?" <laughs> uh, there is actually no. I imagine the Finns would get it. Yeah, <laughs> right in and tell us. Hey. Do they have a better name for it? <laughs> you probably do have a better name for it than I us. I hope so. Yeah. Tell us what that is. <laughs> it doesn't quite yeah. connect up with Finland, though, does it? No, it's just it's, it's the. Does it start being something else then? Well, my geography is really no. bad. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm no, not Baltic. The Baltic. Bosphorus is in the south. That's where that's where Constantinople is. Well, Istanbul actually. Um, not Constantinople. We're not getting into that. No, no. shut up. Right, we're fucking <laughs> so, dying on the beach. Uh, so yes, uh, wing up. You are going to stop singing songs. Yeah, you are cold. Like you are chilled to the bone. Everything hurts. In fact, because everything hurts, uh, I ask you all for a constitution check to wake up, to see you woke up first. I will now ask you for constitution save against the against exposure. Do I still have my five temporary hit points? I think it's been enough time that it's not that a short rest has happened, but enough time has happened that you probably don't keep it. Okay, uh, savings are then. That is a twenty-five. Nice. Uh, Thirteen. Okay. Thirteen. It's not bad for me. Alright, uh, all none of you have a level of exhaustion, which is the good thing. Good. Um so are we all awake now? You are now all yeah, you've all just about regained consciousness. Imagine I hack up some seawater after my near drowning experience. Uh yeah, there's still just a little bit left in there. You you it looking you can see where there is frozen ice next to you that you appear to and a little bit of seaweed that you appear to have uh, choked up most of it while you are semi conscious, but oh, oof. yeah. Uh, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes clicking my fingers and just casting press- chain casting prestidigitation and drying everybody off. And yeah, will rush it off. Uh, causing you see the flickering of the purple, uh, the purple spirit, the pride spirit. Yeah. I imagine they kind of split into a yeah. few and just like just deal with everyone. Sort of <laughs> flickering, uh, wisping around your clothes as you feel them kind of billow out and gently dry off, and just a little bit of warmth come to your skin. It's not enough to get you properly warm. You need some sort of fire or heat or proper heat source. Because prestidigitation can dry you off and stop you from freezing to death from being wet in the middle of, a, uh, of snow. And it is still snowing, although the winds have died down now. I mean, I can light a small campfire with prestidigitation. Yeah, so, if, uh, and it's, it is easy enough to gather driftwood if you want to set up a fire on the beach. Yeah. I'm going to start we looking for people. Is there anyone else around? Make an yeah. investigation check. Can I assist? You can. I'd, yeah, I'll do so, the same. Yeah, with advantage. Oh, 11. Looking around, you spent a good 10 minutes or so just searching, walking the beach, trying to find what you can. Every now and again, you find a broken piece of what's presumably the regret. Uh, a fragment of a barrel. You actually find a powder keg blasted open, its contents long since lost to the sea. Uh, uh, no people. No, not even bodies, as far as you can tell. But, I uh, will I say, how long are you willing to search for? 
good while, I think. Yeah. Although I think there'd yeah. be, if we're searching for a while, I think I would make a fire that we could periodically pop back to. Okay. Because I think, um, you know, it's fucking snow. <clears throat> yeah, there are enough broken pieces of wreckage that you will pile them together. And with the aid of prestidigitation, you are able to... It's actually still hot. In fact, it, because it is hard work... I am going to ask you for an Arcana check. I mean, I can literally just chain cast it and keep trying until it lights. I can assist with firebolts as well. Okay, yeah, no, it's not an issue. But it does say I can instantly light it. You can it, instantly so light it. So yeah, you were yeah. just yeah. It's more a question of whether you can I get can the make fire. An Arcana check if you it's want, a question of whether but... you can get the fire self-sustaining. Actually, almost it's more uh, of a survival ask, check. Oh, true. Can yeah. I ask friend to collect firewood? Of course. Thank you. Keep an eye on Jeffrey for me, would you? In I fact, will. actually. Jeffrey, come with. I could use your help spotting. Let's see if you can spot any bits uh, that uh, we can. The pair of us left. <laughs> Jeffrey leaps off your shoulder and start uh, and moses around, picking up small twigs and broken bits of wood. Uh, as always, no one except Scamp and presumably Jeffrey can hear friend's voice. Did you um, want an arcana check for that? Or yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to say a survival check, and Corzin can assist you, so if you want to do it with it. Yeah, I will assist you. Yeah, a survival skill. Oh, uh, that's nine. Okay, it takes a while, but you do eventually get a small campfire that you only have to relight every 20 minutes or so. Cool. Just, just Where are we uh, building this? Uh, can this I simple. stick my eternal flame... Oh yeah, no, no. The, uh, the moment just you so that it keeps going. Yeah, the moment you you light your your your, your eternally burning torch, it's no. There's no difficulty relighting it now. It just cool. I should have done that first. Sorry. Important it's fine. Question, We're all though. fucked. Don't worry. Can you see the uh, the ship out there? Anything? Because we're. If we light the uh, the fire here, we're instantly going to become more visible to what? both friend and foe. Why would they give a shit about three a few survivors on the beach? I mean, they've got the ship, they killed the princess. They're probably thinking we're going to die out here, we might die out here. I wouldn't bother coming back for a few people. They can't get to the shore easily. Exactly, they have to get in longboats, it's more of a risk. They might as well just leave us to die of, you know, fucking hypothermia. If they've got any cannon left operational, Why waste I wouldn't it? want to leave witnesses. Does this look like the same bit of shore that we were near? Or have we washed miles? Can we Make tell? a survival check. Oh dear. Uh, can I make a survival check? You can. Yeah. I don't feel like I can. I don't know you the can't. coastline. Dirty 20. Uh, 15. It's very hard to tell. Scamp, you have no you you basically have no idea. With the dirty twenty Corzin There's a like one particular cliff that is a that is maybe a mile away that you vaguely recognise. You think for having passed it shortly before the, 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 the sea battle, you think you've washed a few miles uh, westward. From where you were, you so you 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 haven't washed like dozens of miles away, but you've, yeah, you you have. Although you were kind of blacked out while you were on that wrap on that broken bit of wreckage, you definitely feel like you were clinging to it for 
at least an hour, if not longer. In fact, looking up, it's uh, it is late in the day. You probably have a couple of hours of daylight left. Right. Um, what do we do here? Fucked. You said you were willing to search for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, uh, if we don't find anyone in the immediate vicinity, Corzin is going to say, I'm I'm not going to go far, but I, I need to check over that, uh, over that cliff. Hmm. If there's anyone the other side of it, point them in our direction. Do you want company? <sighs> I might as well keep warm, keep moving. Might as well, yeah. Uh, Scamp, do you mind um, staying here and keeping that fire going? No, I'll try and build some sort of shelter, I guess. Get a friend That'd help be useful. You? Friend will keep firewood going. Alright, we won't be long, okay? Okay. Stay out of the wood. We'll try and keep in sight of the fire anyway. Yeah, we, we won't go where you can't see us, don't worry. It's a bit of a trip to the cliff. And by the time you get there, it takes about 20-30 minutes to clamber up the sides of it to the point where you can get a good view. The snow being thick, it's hard to see a very long distance, but you can make out a lot of the beach by the time you clamber up. Here and there, broken bits of wreckage, barrels, crates, fragments of ship. And... Cousin, I'm just going to ask you for a straight up luck check. Okay. Eleven. The largest thing you see is a huge fragment of mast, which, from the shredded bits of colours still floating off, uh, dragging off it, you vaguely recognise as being probably from the Shelley Louise. Uh, However, okay. staring over, you can see there is one set of some sort of track. Not You can't see footprints, but you can see a, lo- a pair of lines in the sand, as if someone dragged... Well, not the, on the sand, it's not sandy, but in the rocks. As if someone dragged something heavy up the beach and into the woods. I point this out and say, you see that down there? Somebody must have made it out. Yeah, do you think it's one of ours or one of theirs? I don't suppose they'd be happy to see us if it was anyone from Shelley Louise. We've got to check it out. If it's one of ours, we we can't abandon them. We should tell Scamp, though. Or, I mean, do you think they've gone far? Should we just poke our heads in and have a look? Let's poke our heads in. If we can't uh, find them immediately, we'll go back. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, to clarify, yeah, we're, we're... we're definitely all dry. Our weapons are dry. Yes. I spent a while drying yeah, everything, yeah. Yeah, fine, cool. I'm going to say I spent a good 10 minutes literally. Yeah, prestidigitation has cleared up, that. has dried yeah. out all your, the powder you still have. You had the powder that was cool. in your pockets, but you haven't found any other kegs or supplies. Please take note of how much powder you have, as it is now a very limited resource for you. I've got how many shots okay. I've got left. Shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, it's assumed okay. that with each, with each shot, you've also got a, a matching cartridge of, of powder. Mm. Right. So okay. keep a note of that as powder is now a limited re- resource for you. Uh, so you're going to venture down without Scamp to investigate those tracks? Or are you going to uh, get Scamp first? 
well, we're going to see how far uh, they go. Okay. The so plan. reaching yeah. down, sorry, my apologies. So you clamber down the, the this side of the cliff and follow them, and you can see that they go into the uh, woods a short distance, and here and under the thick tree cover, you can see broken pine needles and just decades well i mean presumably like a year not decades of built up pine mulch has been disturbed by some sort of heavy rectangular object dragged through uh a short distance following it through for about 200 feet or so you see you can just hear something very faintly amongst the distant calls of the forest i'm gonna get my gun out Okay, you ready? Straining your hearing, you can just hear the faint crackling of fire and what sounds like music. Singing. Oh, risky is the life of man. Risky journey. I drink whiskey where I me. can. Whiskey for my I'm going to sing back. I drink it hot, I drink it cold. Whiskey, Johnny. I drink it new, I drink it old. Whiskey for my journey, oh. Fighty, is that you, you fucker? <laughs> well, I've got to say, I'm very glad to be hearing a familiar voice right now. Yeah, ditto. As you head forwards into the clearing, you can see a huge, bl- uh, like a quite huge, like fairly thick, large black travel leather travel case has been dragged <laughs> into here, which you recognise as Fighty's collection of clothing, fabric, <laughs> tools, and so on. Which, as it turns out, apparently is watertight sealed. Oh. Uh, he is sitting on it next to a fire that he's created, and you see. There are a couple of emptied bottles next to him and a half-filled rack of Orcus XO that looks very (laughs) familiar to you. Some of the bottles are shattered, but a surprising number of them appear to have survived the journey. Well, that's just improbable. He looks up at... As if you found the fucking booze. (laughs) What can I say? When I had... Everything was going fine. I was having a nice sleep and then a cannonball ripped through the side of my room. And uh, then a lot more of them started flying. So I did what anyone would do. Uh, I grabbed the nearest thing I could find, which was the crate. Uh, Privilege, it it turns out, uh, first mate's quarters, which I was renting, are right next to the galley. So it was easy for me to find where you'd sash them. And uh, (laughs) then I shoved my... Uh, he taps the heavy case, saw the travelling case out into the water, jumped on it, and pretty much floated to safety. Seems like you fared much better than most. Did you see anyone else get out? No, there was, um, I saw the, I saw the, from the shore, by the time I got to, just in the distance, I heard, saw the flashes of lights from the blasts. But the way the winds came, I didn't see anyone rushing up. What the fuck are we going to do? Oh, for one thing, have you got a fire somewhere? Yeah, do you want to come? Yes, we have. 
Yeah, if I might offer you a piece of advice, don't. We're in the great forest of Meatmere. I'm glad somebody knows where we are. Good. He says, looking at you very ser- unusually seriously. Never travel here without a fire. Okay, why is that? Pixies. Pixies? How much does Coulson know about pixies? Roll a nature check. Do I know anything about pixies? Roll a nature check. Oh, that's good. Yes, Celestia. Um, 21. Nice. You're honestly not sure if pixies are real, Coulson. You've heard tales of them living in the deep woods, harassing travellers, mischievous little spirits or maybe creatures that run around tying up people's shoelaces, stealing food and water, that sort of thing. Celestia, you've actually had a le- you've actually read a more in-depth study on pixies. All of that's true, but they're vicious. Little, uh, but they're also that v- they have a very vicious sense of humour. They're about six. They're they are flying winged humanoids, about six inches tall, uh, who are known for slicing the hamstrings of those who cross into their territory. And then giggling as they starve to death. Wow. They can, they can fly as fast as humans can walk, if not slightly faster. They're, they are very small targets. They're very hard to hit. Uh, and they are all about disabling foes and damaging them. The one thing they fear is fire. because Partly because fire affects quite a large contact area. And partly uh, so it's easier to hit a fixie with them, and partly because it has a tendency to dry out their wings, stopping them from flying. Yeah. Uh. After having remembered this, I go, shit, it's lucky we have Scamp with us because we're really going to need fire. Hmm. As long as you've got at least some fire ne- near you, they should, for the most part, avoid it. Yeah. Right. He well, good to know. Picks I up relay a, the thing about the hamstringing to Corzin. Yeah, he picks up a heavy uh, branch from the campfire, which is burning at the ends. Makes sense. Tactic I've used myself, more or less. Give me when a moment. Fighting things bigger than me. Give me a moment. I'll get the back straps out, and he <clears throat> lifts up the heavy ca- traveling case, which is as large as he is, and you see that it has two back, stri- back like backpack straps on it. Which he loops his arms Fuck into and starts carrying on his back. Got to, at some point, I'm probably going to find a slightly better way to carry this, but might as well get it over to your campsite until I can decide what to take and what to leave. Right, you are. Right, let's get to the fire. You rejoin Scamp um, about 20 minutes later. There's about half an hour left of light. You came back. Of course we did. I'm so surprised. <laughs> not oh. going to just leave you on a random bit of forest, are we? I don't know. Seriously, after all we've been through, I just uh, thought you'd have known us better than that. God, I'm going to fling oh. an arm around Scamp and give him a squeeze. <laughs> I yes. failed really badly. You didn't fail. Scamp, you did You're alive. fucking well. You nearly sunk that ship, I saw you. I'm the ship's mage, and I didn't do anything till we were going down. What the fuck could you have done? We were really far away. None of your stuff reaches that far. Scamp, one of the hardest lessons I've ever learned in life is it is possible to commit no mistakes whatsoever and still lose. That's not failure. That's 
life. Scamp, if you blame yourself for the entire ship going down, I'm going to have to have words with you, darling. <laughs> A lot of people are dead. I know, but pretty much none of it is your fault, darling. But what good's magic if you can't save people? You did save people, though. Don't you see that? No. We're alive. I didn't We're save alive. you. If you hadn't done what you did, the the other ship would have been able to get within firing range of us that have uh, blown us out of the water before uh, Brandy had even a chance to do what he was planning on doing. The the longboats. I don't know how many of them survived, but even if it's just us, and I find that unlikely, but even if it is just us, Scamp, you... You can't blame yourself. It'll drive you mad. Yeah, there's no point. People can't always be saved. That's how the world is. You tried. You could have not. I can't accept that. Well then just accept that you tried. You're a good person, Scamp. You know, sometimes I, know I wish I was like when you. I look at you. <laughs> it's not much fun. I know, but the way your brain works is better than a lot of people. Yeah, and you'd do well to remind that next. Remind yourself of that next time. Somebody bandies around some bollocks about tieflings. Well, from what I've seen, you seem to be a straight-up sort of person. You certainly cut a fine figure in my clothes. <laughs> Fighting looks a little awkward. Like he's not really sure what to say and thrusts the bottle of orcas at you. If you want a drink? <sighs> Drinking sounds like a good idea. Scout, can you drink yet? <laughs> I don't know. I really hope you can get drunk. You seem like you need to be drunk. I don't think I want to be. Okay. Um. What the fuck are we going to do? For the moment, we're going to survive. Uh... After that, we'll get to. Where About even are we? We're in, so we're in the Meadmere's forest. We're in the great forest of Meadmere. Okay. That's true. From the looks of it, uh, somewhere on the northern coast. So how far until we get to, you know, anything that isn't forest? Cause in. Make a, make a navigation check. I was going to say, yeah. Oh, great. That's a nine. You don't have any tools, and you can't see the stars. But, so you're kind of making a rough guess based on where you were when the ship crashed. Like, where, uh -huh. where the ship, when you last checked. You are basically not on the very northernmost point of the coast, but quite close to there. It's a good three to four hundred mile walk in any direction before you find, before you'll hit civilization. 
Uh, most, and that's through forest. You know from experience that it's you could through. And the thing is, it's when we say forest, I don't want you to imagine like some like nice managed forest, like the New Forest, or you know, like the you know the the, the woods of Lothlorien with the huge trries. These real, are, name, real world names are a bit shit, aren't they? Yeah, we've got the yeah, North Sea and the, the New, New Forest. forest yeah. uh, what is wrong with people? Just bollocks, yeah. um, it's actually quite old. You yeah, the most yeah. recent forest. <laughs> the most recent forest. That's so shit. <laughs> the, Mead, the forest of Meadmere is most definitely not the most recent forest. Uh, although exactly. the trees here are straight, you know, arguably straight pines for the most part. They are densely uh, packed together. They grow, uh, they grow at odd angles. The ground is uneven. It so is Grimm's fairy tale forest. Yeah, it is. And the thing is, when okay. you looking, just looking under, like in that brief period when you went in to see fighting, um, they block out the light. When you get into the beneath the forest. It's not like a lovely verdant green land like in like Snow White's forest. There is just miles and miles of dead brown pine, uh, like pine, uh, pine needles, crunching underfoot. There is very little foliage down there because the pines cut, consume all the light. It is dark. It's not so much of a problem for, uh, for Celestia and... Uh, scamp, but yeah, causing you realize that the it is really quite dark on, in the depths of the forest. Well, that's just grand. You would say that because the thing is, normally you'd be able to make if you were just walking, you'd be able to make maybe thirty-two miles a day on good on good road across flat terrain. You're looking at more like ten through the forest. Do you relay all of this? Yes. Oh, shit. 300 miles of forest. Unless there's a, uh, a way around. What the fuck are we going to do? Uh, oh. So, on the subject of a way around, um... Yeah, uh, Corson actually does look slightly pointedly at, um, at Fighty and, uh, says... <laughs> Now, I don't mean to be insensitive, but I am aware that gnomes have their ways of travelling that are not necessarily conventional. 300 miles is a really, really long way. So that's cool. true. The surface is really big. So she's freaking out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this is where things get a little thorny. How much do you know about what my cousin does? How much has she told you? Uh, there was a rip in the world, a thing came through it, she wouldn't answer fucking any questions, to be honest, she was useless. Oh, Not an awful lot, but um, I believe that I have, I mean, there was a an evening that I uh, spent with her a while back where I woke up 400 miles uh, away from where I started. Now, that's not normal. Well, not for you, but uh, I get your point. Okay, um, hmm. So here's the thing. We gnomes, we come in clans. And um, 
gnomish clans have secrets. And possibly the, for want of a better word, clerics of our clans, the people who do the talking to the spirits, they have ways of making sure that you keep those secrets that are bound to you at birth. A gish, if you will. So there's some things I can't talk about unless you already know about them. Right. Uh, that's not a question of choice. That's magical. That's magically enforced. Can but we guess? Can we guess things? You you could try and take some guesses. Uh, what I would say is, it sounds like you know enough that I can lead you in the right direction. But I'm sorry, I will. I kind of have to be a bit evasive about where I'm taking you until we get there. But is this actually going to be useful, or is this some batshit gnome thing? It's a batshit um, gnome thing. Uh, depending on where the nearest one is. It'll get us out of here a lot sooner than a month's walking through the forest. Are you talking like Virus is one of those rips? Because that was fucking terrifying. Uh, something like that. A little bit more stable than that, probably. Right. It's a way How many that... people can you take? Oh, if we can find one, I can take all of you. There's no limit. But it's... Good. It's a bit tricky when you're on the other side, but I know the ways to lead you through safely if we can get there. But because of the gash on me, I can't actually tell you what's in there until we get there. Is it going to be more or less dangerous than the pixie-filled 300 miles of forest? <laughs> oh, that's so mm, big. If you're with me, less. Right. I'm sorry, but I have to ask. If you have this means of travelling... Why on earth were you travelling by sea? Well, I mean, it's not necessary. I have that way. But it means that I'm more likely to run into other gnomes and I actually quite enjoy spending time, you know, with the, uh, you know, out, 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 with, with, with you folk, you know, here, here in your, your place. And it's... I like to live. I like to run around fighting and drinking and making clothes. And I don't get to do that if I take the shortcut. Is this how... This is how gnomish slaves always escape. Not that I have a problem with it. I actually think it's brilliant now that I think Yes, I think... It, but... Okay, if you've asked me a direct question like that, I think... Ah! And he clutches his head for a moment. Sorry, what, did I do something? Mm, no, it's all right. Gayish is kind of... Doesn't like borderline cases, but I think you can work out from context the answer right. to that. Right, great. Sorry, it gives me a split and headache if I get too close yeah. to stuff without you already figuring stuff out on your own. I... I don't know exactly how far away the nearest one is. Less than 300 miles? Probably less than 300 miles. Yeah, it's a start, good. I can tell you it's that way, and he points in a vaguely south south eastish direction <laughs> I don't know how far I just know where the nearest one is right but we might still be journeying for a week or two to get there but it would take us the direction we were generally going anyway that's true because, um, out of character for a sec we're, we wanted to go to Seoul yes we? which is definitely south of here okay so would it be able to take us in a general sort of soul direction? I mean, once we get into one of those, I can certainly try and navigate, as it were, towards that there, yes. That's, um, I can, once we get there, I can try and bring us somewhere that's very close by. 
to Seoul or, or, or in Seoul. It's a lot easier to get out of that place if you know how than it is to get into it. Oh, this is a lot. Yeah, sorry, this is really not how I expected uh, my day to go when I woke up this morning. No, me neither. But... I don't think yeah. any of us did. Hmm. For the moment, though, I think what we've got to do is wait around, search for survivors, and see if there's anything we can salvage. Hmm. Fucking hell, poor Brandy. Ah, I'm assuming Captain didn't make it then? Yeah, he went down with his ship, mate. Hmm. Not our would have chosen to go, but Fuzzy, I suppose um, it's raises the brandy, fitting. takes a swig. Um, yeah, uh, Corson takes his uh, tricorn off and uh, drinks some, pours out a little, drinks some more. I take another load from the bottle of vodka, so it's in the crate and just raise the whole thing and take a swig. Yeah. <sighs> what happened to Vig? That's what I want to know. If if he survived and he's still a ranking officer. Well, there's no ship for him to be ranking officer on, mate. True, I suppose. But all the same. I mean, if you think so, I'm taking orders from him. him. <laughs> That's not going to happen in a snowy fucking mead made forest full of pixies, I'm afraid. No ship, no captain. So, I'm not going to abandon him though if he is out. Oh, if he's here, great, he can come with us. If you'd be okay with that, Farsi. Hmm, I got no problem. We should have a look round, really check there's nobody else here before we. Leave. In the morning. In the it's morning, getting a it's bit getting dark. dark. Should we camp? Right. Did I manage to build any sort of shelter while they were gone for? Uh, make like a survival an hour? check. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, have I got tides back again? You do. Yeah, lovely. Let's use it. Ooh, uh, 19. You have built, built a surprisingly effective lean-to, actually. Uh, I've done with, this before. With the aid oh. of friend and Jeffrey, Jeffrey. <laughs> kind of bringing you sticks and things. Oh, Jeffrey. Um, you have built a lean-to that's just about big enough for the four of you to fit in. Um, and Jeffrey <laughs> the yeah it'll it'll keep the snow out and it's and it should keep the campfire warm uh, the heat from the campfire as long as you can keep it fed the torch provides a small amount of heat but does probably but does actually need more in order like yeah it does need the, t the torch doesn't need fuel to burn but, but more fuel yeah but yeah. more fuel will will mean more heat yeah, I guess we collect a load of firewood before yeah. we go to bed. Is that a thing we can do? That's the thing. That's fine. Basically, uh, that friend's yeah. been collecting it for a while. This friend's been collecting it for a while. There is yeah. there is enough firewood to get to to, to last the night. That's going to be so useful, actually. The fact that we've just got a little unseen servant to get firewood. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, I I guess round round the campfire. To the Charlie's regret. Raise a glass. To Charlie's regret. Yeah. Charlie's regret. It. He, um, Fighty looks over to you, uh, Celestia. Feel like we should say something, or saying something. Um, 
sure there's a lot to say, so maybe seeing it is, I suppose. Hmm. The rats have gone, so next the crew. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. It's time, my lads, that we went to, and it's time for us to leave her. Leave her, Johnny, leave her. Oh, leave her, Johnny, leave her. For the voyage is long and the winds don't blow, and it's time for us to leave her. Right, son. End of an era. Hmm. What the fuck are we going to do now we don't have a ship? Where do we even go? Same thing we always do. Survive. Well, we've done that so far, I suppose. Yeah. Hang on to that strategy. It's a good one. It's going to make travelling a lot harder. That it is. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, whilst I'm organising my what to bring with me or not, I did actually finish those commissions for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. Last thing I did before I uh, before I went to bed last night, he unco- he unbuttons the uh, the huge uh, travel case. Um, there is there's a couple of outfits. One slightly less practical than the other right now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> including what appear to be a pair of purple. Almost like dungarees. Skin tight like, dungarees. Yeah, skin tight yes, dungarees. Yes, listeners, we've discussed Celestia's next um, outfit. With a, with a sort of pink and purple dotted neckerchief uh, to go with it. And a midnight blue silk shirt that matches the cod piece exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, ban- a purple bandana uh, to go with that. And also a long, uh, sort of quite straight lined purple coat, similar to a great coat. Uh, in nature but with more with less sort of f- uh, flowing outwards lines and more kind of a directly downwards yeah. sort of, oh they're yeah. still flowing <laughs> yeah they're still flowing but it draws it's... in at the waist a little bit it laces up at the back uh, in silver and is edged in silver completely as yeah. well uh, but yeah purple velvet <laughs> looking at as he holds this one up he says if we can get hold of some fur I can probably line that for you yeah that'd be good yeah this isn't that warm, I just just what I'm wearing right now to put the coat on immediately. He pulls out a series of brightly coloured dresses, suits, all like some powdered wigs, all over of things like Ah, it'll be a shame to get rid of all of this. Oh. As long as I've got my tools though. And he picks up his tools and a lot of uh, and some thread and packs them into a smaller bag. Thanks for the coat. Hmm? Oh shit. Oh, I just had a horrible thought. What? What? Apple Blossom. I know it's stupid, but he survived so many times. He may yet. We don't know. We'll probably have to wait until the morning now. God, everyone, Apple Blossom, Veeg, Seaman Solder. They can't have got them all. They can't have. Uh, we've been on this beach for a while. We've not seen anyone. The way the tide's going in and out, they could have washed miles up or miles down shore. 
Fucking hell. I think we should stay here for a day. Just to check. Maybe we should spend a day just Look walking up people. and down, seeing if Look we can find st- anyone. Salvage what we can. Because yeah. hell, if, if there's anyone Agreed. left, uh, we've, we've got to try, haven't we? What if someone's on their own in the snow? Yeah. Exactly. When the hell First did I light. start caring? When did that happen? You're dangerously close to becoming a decent person, Celestia. <laughs> oh. Wouldn't go that far, darling. I wouldn't bother, it's no fun. It's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. But, on the plus side, you don't become a monster. Yeah, I wouldn't go go so far as decent yet. Don't think oh, I've I earned that. No, no, definitely not. So, who uh, who wants to take first watch? I will. Uh, I'll go next. I'll stick my alarm up as well. Good idea. Not a bad idea, actually, yeah. I'll take fourth. <laughs> so, which means you're in third. Alright then. I'll be in the case. I'm going to get me some sleep. Night. I, uh... Huh. Oh, Corzin. Um, yeah? I've still got sending. Did you want to tell Molly? Or do you think it's better not to until we're in a better position? I just wanted to put the offer out there. He considers it very carefully for um, for a few moments. The, the offer's then... there whenever you want it. I can do it twice a day, so it doesn't have to be now, but... To be honest, um, I'm not entirely sure how to best summarize what's happened in the last day to, to her. But if you if you do, uh, just just say that we've um, And he, he sort of flounders for uh, a few moments and he says We've become parted from the ship and most of the crew but we're all alive and safe. Okay. Um, or is she going to shit herself? Do you think we should leave it? They'll hear eventually. True. I'd, ra- could, I'd rather she heard through us. check as to you know, whether or not she, uh, she would actually um, shit herself at, at, at that uh, you don't need to. You know Molly pretty well. And the answer is yes, but Molly's also a very practical woman. Um, I have a question. Yes. How likely is she to hear through other means? Uh, so quickly? I mean, not so quickly, but like, how long will it be until she hears through other means? Make an intelligence check. Uh, ten. Sorry? <laughs> ten. Ten. Ah, uh, you would say. Well, the regret was expected uh, to hit because uh, it was the thirteenth. Now, yeah, the regret was expected to reach. Uh, what shall we call it? Uh, Milchetsko by the seventeenth or eighteenth of uh, first flurries. So, the if it were, news were travelling by ship. The soonest it would arrive would be uh, it could arrive that the regret didn't turn up would be two weeks later. Okay. Do we think news of 
the death of this woman's going to get out? Is this something that's going to be in the papers? Would Molly even have known that she was on the ship, yeah, though? Molly hadn't been told that. I don't know. How much did we tell her? I don't think Corson would have mentioned it. Then, yeah, Molly has no idea about it. Well, we've probably got two weeks. Do you want? What, what do you think? She's she's your wife, darling. I just wanted to offer you. Well, we've been in the the habit of um, of, of at least sending her every uh, evening to make sure that she knows we're okay. So I don't think that um, that we should break that habit. That would probably worry her more. Yeah. Although there might come a day where I have to use it for something else, but um, I understand I guess that. Just have to deal with that. I appreciate it. Um. So let's give her a brief rundown, I guess. Um. So yeah. In short, I don't think it's worth sitting down yeah. to actually word this. But in short, I tell her basically what Corson said. We've parted company from the ship. Um, we're all alive. Um, but we've gone off course considerably and schedule has changed (laughs) you tell Corazon he's a stupid moron for signing up with a privateer ship and I will ring him by his balls I love you that's 25 words you get the feeling that the last three words were probably meant for Corazon well, not um, necessarily. <laughs> I said to cousin, you're in great trouble, mate. <laughs> um, she says, Business as usual. She says, you were stupid to sign up with a privateer ship. She's going to ring you by your balls, and also she loves you. <laughs> if you want to say anything back, I've got one more spell. <laughs> I'll save that for if we really, really need it. But okay, next then. time, yeah. I, I really... I'm not good at this, but I really should tell that woman I love her far more than I do. If you want to write something down, I can tell her right now. That's a point, actually. And, uh, causing, uh, sort of pats down his, uh, uh, his sides and then, uh, looks through his, uh, his pack, which I assume is, um, yeah. It's dry now, but it has been waterlogged. Yeah. It takes out um, two rather crumpled uh, en- envelopes, opens up the uh, uh, the one of them to see that the um, the ink on the page inside is completely um, yeah uh, sort of washed away, and he goes something important. Something I hope I never have to use, but doesn't matter. It's just, um, it's not anything I can't replace. I mean, that's good because it's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite right. But, you know, thankfully, today was not the day I needed to use that, nor will tomorrow be, and nor the day after that. Well, no, because we're going to be in a weird pixie forest, so I don't see why they'd want a soggy letter. But, um... So, the f- uh, as you settle down to rest, Scamp, you have the first watch. 
Give me a perception check, please. Oh dear. I don't it's trust any of my time. dice. Uh, 12. It every, was nearly a 2. Every now and again, you're just keep, you know, the, as the snow falls down, you just hear occasionally the wind. And every, as it does so, once or twice, you can just, you swear you can just hear on the edge of the wind. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Did anyone tell Scamp about the pixies? Yes, I would. Okay. Like I'm gonna like, honestly. I meant. I actually meant to say I tell you about the pixies, but I Ellie forgot. <laughs> but Celestia definitely would have told you about the pixies. I don't know if that was better or worse. But, well, I would have told you because like you need to keep fire up. So I. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I would yeah. be really freeze to death without to. it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else happens. Who's second watch? Celestia? Make a perception check. Oh, God. <laughs> the perception checks. I fucking rolled today. It's a four. Oh. Jesus. We you are a low wisdom group as well, except for causes. You get up yeah. and um, kind of position yourself by the fire, which with the, with the torch in the middle is continuing to burn merrily. The night continues, and you just hear once or twice. <laughs> you swear for a moment you catch a glimpse of something like a moth seem to fly part just at, uh, out on the edge of your vision. I swing at it with the torch. Do you actually take the torch out? Yeah, okay, you take the torch out of the campfire. And swing I mean, the campfire is going to stay yeah. lit at this point. Yeah, give me, give me an attack roll. Oh, with what? Sorry. Uh, oh, dexterity pl uh, plus proficiency, we'll say. Okay, so that is um, 17. Um, all right. That's pretty good. Uh, you do hear a... <laughs> Roll me a d4, please. Oh, shit. Um, four. Something, the, the torch manages to hit something. And as it, there's a brief <laughs> flare of flames around it. And you just see this tiny figure battered out of the firelight. And you just catch a, 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 a glimpse of what looks like a six inch tall, vaguely humanoid body with long moth wings, but its whole body is mottled in moth-like patterns, and it seems to have um, insectoid eyes and feelers. And it's caught for a moment in the glare of the flames as it burns, hits the ground, and you just see other flickers of darkness seem to mob around it. And when you look again, it's gone. And there's just a little tra trail in the stones where something has been dragged away. And now you can hear around you, I hold Fade. my torch out and have a good look. Okay, give me a perception check. Fucking six. <laughs> you don't see anything. The rest of your watch 
proceeds uneventfully. Corzin, you've got third watch. I warn Corzin as yep. he wakes up, I tell him what's happened. Okay. Um, Corzin is going to uh, sit close to the fire and um, have a just a, a, a torch ready, not lit, but you know, quickly um, that he can just dip in the fire and um, move about if uh, if anything gets too close. He's going to um, keep a careful eye on uh, on the darkness around everyone. Give me a perception check. Okay. It's not our night. Uh, nine. Mm. Fucking hell. Okay. It's the, uh, the, the glare from the fire means that his dark vision yeah. literally has oh, just yeah, doesn't extend. Shit, of course. <laughs> uh, he is going to say if he hears that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you just keep on laughing. Give me another perception check. Okay. Uh, Eleven. You hear the sounds of something moving through the through through the pine woods. It's kind of hard to see exactly. You, you, it, it's dark beyond the reach of the campfire the, you, not, the light get, kind of gives you night blindness you swear you can just see the edges of trees moving and as you look down at the hunched together slumbering forms you can see that it looks like some sort of tar like substance has been smeared just onto the back of, uh, of Celestia's shirt just light, lightly, in a way that, she, but lightly enough that she didn't notice. The shirt that she's wearing. The shirt that she's wearing. Okay. Uh, I'm going to. It'd be the uh, coat, actually, wouldn't it? Sorry, it'd be the coat. Yeah, you've got the coat it's on. It's fucking cold. Yeah, yeah, the coat that you're wearing. I am going to carefully uh, approach that because if I didn't notice that before, then I'm going to have a good look at it now. Okay. Give me a survival check. Again, you can just hear the system. Yeah, does that sound like footfalls? Sounds like footfalls, heavy footfalls. Yeah. All right. Um, Corson is going to pick up the uh, the torch. The survival check is uh, thirteen. Putting on. Do you have gloves? I think you. Do have. I have gloves? Yeah. Don't know if it's uh, ever come up. No, okay. Corson doesn't. Taking a bit of cloth then over your hands, you smear a little bit of, of the tar-like substance, press it between your fingers and sniff it. It smells musky. In fact, it it appears to be musk. Like the actual, like the strong musky scent of sweat glands from some sort of creature. Oh God! Uh, that have been that's condensed weird. down into this tarry substance. No, that's hideous. <laughs> you hear from the woods. 
Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, Celestia and Scamp, roll a perception check. And if you get a 10 or higher, you wake up. 11. Oh, I wake up. Yay. Okay, both of you are awakened by this <laughs> sound coming from the... the hell was that? Uh, what dick is that noise? I make no guarantees as to authenticity, because that does not sound like what it would actually sound like. That's the nearest you're getting. Uh, okay, everyone can now make a perception check, peering into the direct forest. Okay. Thirteen. Uh, Ten. Uh, Scamp, what was that? Thirteen. Celestia, you just make out as the as the clouds above a Oh, yeah, because I've got a bit of dark vision. Yeah, yeah, and there's just a little yeah. bit of moonlight that's going through, and you've got the best dark vision. You can just see, bounding towards you through the woods is a huge creature twice the size of a shire horse broadly quadrupedal in form not dissimilar to a horse but with 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 different arrangements of muscles and a pair of enormous antlers does my alarm never go off it's not it's not close enough no i mean with the things touching celestia's That's a good point, actually. Is it a physical breaking of, or is it a passing through the area of? Uh, that is a good point, actually. I did not bear that in mind. They were, uh, it's, it's a question of whether, they, uh, whether what the, the me- method they used would have set it off. Because if they can drop it over the top, then that would still... Enters the watered area. Whenever a tiny or larger, or larger creature enters the wa- touches or enters the watered area. Yeah, fun fact: missiles such as a launched okay. spit, uh, such as a launched uh, gobbit from yeah. a right, so they never actually came in. Don't trigger the alarm spell, which is an okay. important distinction. Um, but yeah, no, and because you you can only ward within a twenty foot cube. Yeah. So yeah, they. No, I didn't know if they were throwing or if they came through. Invisible. Now, I gave them a sort of range sleight of hand uh, check to see whether they uh, could have plant we not- Have Celestia or I noticed the stuff on her? Coat? Yeah, I have, have I noticed. Uh, with, the 13, with the 14 and 13, yeah, I'm going to say that especially with seeing what uh, uh, Corzin has in like that bit of cloth in his hand, you look down and you realise the, st- uh, like, the little ball of tar smeared across the back of, of your coat. It's actually smeared by the fact that you've lied down and slept on it since. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can now look up and you see this enormous elk, uh, probably about 60 <laughs> feet away, charging towards you. Do we make the connection at all? Uh, yeah, I'm, actually, can I make the connection? That's a good point. Uh, make an, inte- make a, an, either an intelligence check or a nature check. If you have a bonus I have, to that. but like. Yeah. Uh, oh no, if you have, I very then much you've have. made it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Press yeah. the digitation, and, like, give the it a I'm going to, but the thing is, have I noticed this time? Uh, I'm going to say roll okay. initiative, please. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because by the time this oh, has come in. no. Uh, have we had a long rest? Uh, ooh, you've had a short rest, but it's not a full long rest for you. Cool. Okay, uh, initiative, uh, please. Six. Okay, I got 13. Okay. Cousin? That's a nine. Okay, nine for causing, and the giant elk uh, gets a. Okay, it gets that. The giant elk goes first. Oh shit! <laughs> as it charges into the camp, um, 
not so much enraged as desperately horny uh, and attempting and attempting to challenge what it smells to be its main competitor. Oh, bollocks. Celestia, a giant elk charges through the woods. Fucking hell. Towards you. A giant horny elk charges towards you and (laughs) is going to is going to make a ram attack against you. Oh god, I'm gonna die. <laughs> That's a 17 to hit. Yeah. Oh, it very much hits. I'm okay, god, as the two, uh, the two, one of the horns, it sort of bucks in one of the horns, bam, wham straight into you. Oh. Um, can you give me a strength saving throw as well, please? Oh god. Oh. That's really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> um, that's a three. Okay, so, uh, so that's eight, uh, 14. <laughs> you take 18 points of bludgeoning damage Ooh. and you are knocked prone. Oh, that's I the... would have got hit points back on the short rest, wouldn't I? Yeah, basically. So, so if you want to recover half, uh, if you want to spend hit dice, uh, like to, to represent sleeping time. Let me see how many hit dice that is, just for fairness. Yeah. Okay. So... Yeah. Okay. Let's so it would have been two to go back up to four. So I'm yeah. just going to mark down that I've spent two hit dice. Cool. So yeah, um, you take eighteen damage. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to do that on the short rest. My bad. That's right. Well, it was. It was technically oh, it was a, long going to be a long rest. It, it was going that's to be a long rest. Cool. You just got interrupted in the yeah, middle so of the night. So I'm that. still up. So yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. You're still up, but you are knocked prone. Uh, the Yep, doesn't need to. Uh, Hooves uh, attack is, se- is a separate ram attack. Okay, that's the elk's go. Uh, it is attempting to display its dominance over you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celestia, you go next. Tonal shift, um, Batman. Hmm. <laughs> I would like to fling my coat off and throw it far away and cast prestidigitation on it as it's in the air to get it clean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um. I'm going to say, make an animal handling check. Animal handling? <laughs> this is the best way I can think of <laughs> this. Hell. Oh god, I've got zero for animal handling. Wish me luck, guys. Oh, fuck shit. That's a five. Okay. Um, hmm. All right. Uh, you try to display submissiveness to the elk as you throw away your coat uh, in the hopes that it will be distracted. The gesture's a little too grand, though. And, yeah, no, it seems that your that your sweeping arm motions have indicated to it that you are willing, <laughs> perhaps that you are willing to accept its challenge no. for mating rights with the female elk. <laughs> oh. uh, which female elk? <laughs> Presumably female some elk. female elk somewhere. Calls it. That's Fighty woken up. Uh, fuck, this is a good point. Can I kick him? Okay, Fighty has now woken up. Okay. Because if he fight. hasn't, I take an action to, a bonus action to kick him. Okay, you kick Fighty awake. Yeah, he's going to... He's not gonna, an attack, so... Yeah, no, no. Fighty's going to act on the next round. <laughs> he was apparently a heavy sleeper. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Elk problems, wake up! Oh, elk problems! <laughs> uh, sorry, Corzin. Alright, uh, Corzin is... How far away from the elk is he currently? Um, pretty much like ten feet away. <laughs> the elk is right, right in the middle okay. of the camp now. It's actually... It hasn't trampled over the campfire, I will say. He is going to get out his blunderbuss and say, I am in no mood! <laughs> so, uh... 
ramrodding it uh, down with uh, the last of his grape shot and uh, um, get as close as he needs to to um, uh, to pepper it full of okay you yep yeah, within five feet uh, no disadvantage for firing the bomb that's within five feet <laughs> okay yeah I guess that's a deck save for it then yep they're doing grape shot style uh, what did I say the DC was on wasn't that 11 uh, uh, actually, it's uh, tw uh, fourteen. Fourteen for the great. Uh, yeah. That is just enough. It rolled thirteen on its deck save. Okay, okay. roll three d six damage. Okay. That's six, and is eleven. Eleven points of damage. You you pepper the side of the elk with a blast of uh, of uh, scatter shot. It's the elk. Can I make an intimidation check? Sorry. Can I make an intimidation check? Uh, not really. I'd say that was okay, fair that enough. Fair action. Enough. Uh, yep. Okay, uh, scamp. Roll a d one hundred. Oh no. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Eighty one. Okay, you can take two actions on this round. That's amazing. Nice. I don't think we've had that um, before. Can they both be spells? Yes, it says Is you can take a... one additional action immediately. But you feel there a is sudden... a rule about spells in a round. I mean, if it's which spells I have broken action, in the past. Like... Uh, but even if the spells a bonus action, you can't do two spells in the same round. But if it's a fuck it, how, uh, house ruling. I'm going to say you can for that one. Okay. For that one occasion, you can. Okay. Because <laughs> wild magic rules. Um, um how big uh, is this elk? Uh, it is huge. It is twice the size of a Shire horse. Jesus. It's a prox Thanks. It's it's basically It's basically it's a it's larger than a moose. So. But not quite as big as an elephant. Says. Say sorry. Feet, though, Rob's asked. Ah, fuck. How tall is a Approximate. horse? Approximate. Let's say between about 18 feet tall oh. and about that long. Fucking mm. hell. No wonder I lost so many hit points when it rammed me. Yeah. I wouldn't come up to its knee. No, you don't. Oh. I would have probably shot it in its underbelly, if anything. Damn it. Uh, okay, uh, I'll try a Phantasmal Force, but what am I going to make? I was hoping to do another elk, but it's not big enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Could be another um, giant elk. Loads of pixies. Five foot, five foot cube. That's uh, ten foot cube. Ten, ten foot, foot cube. cube. Uh, can I do... Uh, I'll, fuck it, let's have a really, really aggressive, like, ten foot cube elk. Really okay. broad, but not as broad <laughs> as it is tall. The <laughs> <laughs> small but really aggressive elk. Okay, imagining if it's a ten foot cube, it's it like creates, a Minecraft It elk. replicates other stimuli, so mm. I want the smell of this elk to be really intense. Oh, okay. Give me an Arcana check then. Oh dear. For replicating that intensity. Fine. Let's tide the chaos since I have it back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Haven't even switched uh. around the counter. 16. <laughs> okay. As this... Uh, the, the, the it rest needs to do an intelligence turn... save as well. Oh, Just intelligence save. On the okay. off chance that... Uh, no, I mean, you... no, it's an animal. Uh, <laughs> the... I think it probably needs a natural 20 or something, doesn't it, yeah. really? The giant elk 
seems to turn and the rest of you see it like looking at apparently a patch of midair just about where Celestia's cloak was possibly uh, I mean where do you want to place it actually um, so it's not going to trample the fire or us if okay. I can so off to one side uh, it seems to turn its head to this giant patch of air uh, but obviously Scamp you can see the illusory outline of a smaller but very aggressive elk Really? <laughs> it fills I, the cube. I do not know what noise elks make. I like the noise you're making. That helps. They bellow. I know they bellow. Sort of like a <laughs> sort of sound. That was that sounds pretty Please good. make that sound. I have no more. idea what it sounds because like. I've just heard great. it referred okay. to. Your no. giant elk goes. <laughs> 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 I really didn't need this oh, today. Making the DM make animal noises, my favourite. DM thing. picked this and then realised he doesn't know what an elk sounds like. <laughs> you made your bed. Uh, American stowaways. Yeah. So the. Uh, the <laughs> I don't really have another action I can do other than that I want to do. Okay, um, Fighty gets up, uh, and. I guess I'll recast Mage Armor because that's probably yeah, gone. You? Oh yeah, of course you have a second. You have a second action. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So, Fighty gets up, away. swings it, tries to swing at the moose, but just as the moose turns away, misses. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. Of course. <laughs> Let me just Go check Fighty's damage. Okay, Corzin, you take a grand total of five points of uh, of bludgeoning damage as Fighty accidentally cold clocks you with the brass knuckles. Oh, sorry, 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 I thought you were an elk. It's an easy mistake to make. I think Corzin's an elk on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, because of course I'm 20 bloody foot tall. Don't forget uh, the antlers. <laughs> the second one hits for five You're points of damage. Of <laughs> yeah, it's literally a tenth of this thing's height. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, okay, it makes it the elk's turn. The elk is sufficiently distracted and and charges through the phantasmal force, um, which looks like it dodges because. <laughs> yeah, unless it's investigating, it just yeah. As it does so, by the way, roll a d six. <laughs> Five. <laughs> okay, the elk seems to be feel react as if it's been gored by its illusory foe. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's not quite enough damage for the elk to flee yet. Uh, Celestia. Um, hang on, let me check something. I just need to. Uh... <laughs> uh, I really want to draw okay. a keyboard elk. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do something very silly. So I'm going to go, <laughs> look at the elf and go, you know, your antlers look really fucking good on my wall and I'm going to do a second oh. level Dissonant Whispers. <laughs> Shit. It saves, so it takes half damage and doesn't run. Okay. Right. Um, so that is 4d6. I always yeah. get the number of d6s mixed up on that spell. Elk explosion. Okay. That's pretty good, actually. Um, so 8... 11, 14, half to 7. Okay. <laughs> um. Hey, okay. Corzin. I'm getting cave horror flashbacks. 
The cave horror. Oh god, <laughs> that fucking magic arrow, Jesus. <laughs> That's literally the noise. So, wait, if you haven't horror. listened to the magic arrow yet, like seriously, it's an what experience. are you doing with your life? Um, <laughs> it's a spiritual, out-of-body experience. That thing. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I'm, I'm just thinking actually, the, the scale of causing to this thing here is like, I'm sorry this is probably uh, a, a UK-centric thing, but it's like a child of five compared to the lions in Trafalgar Square. But it literally is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think okay. it's probably, it's bigger than that. Yeah. Might be, actually. <clears throat> Depends how big your child of five is, but mm. you get the point. <laughs> Uh, um, Cousin. Okay, Cousin is going to have to uh, go into melee with this thing because <laughs> he is not aware of uh, how many um, or how much ammunition he has left. Yeah. So he's going to break out the uh, uh, the scimitars and move in and try and take out this thing's uh, front legs. Okay, go for it. So, rolling to hit. That's a natural one, but lucky. Lucky. Okay, that is a. Uh, that's a dirty 20. <laughs> okay, yeah, roll damage. Okay. Uh, that's eight points of slashing damage. I'll roll for my second attack. Quick question. You've run out. The, uh, the elk is currently off fighting the cube elk. So you've run out to meet the elk, right? Yes. Cool. Uh, so how much damage was that for the first attack? Uh, the first uh, attack was 8 slashing damage. Okay. And the second is a 25 to hit. That so hits. That hits. Uh, for another... <coughs> let's use the ice cream dice for this one. Ah! Another 10 slashing damage. Okay. Uh, as you s run up, you slice the elk... One uh, uh, s s uh, one uh, slice either side, and both and you hamstring the backs of its front legs. It yep. sl slides forward onto its knees, and bam! Its head smacks into a tree, stunning it, uh, until it eventually slumps to the ground. Yeah, scamp. Before your turn, because it goes. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? At which point, now that Corzin is outside the protective light of the fire, two tiny figures, wind figures, zip in from the darkness and are going to make a couple of sneak attacks against you. God damn it. Uh, okay, so that was two natural 18s uh, for, for the first one. They're attacking with advantage because they had... Uh, uh, surprise, a, a yeah. Surprise. Uh, okay, yeah, that was... Both of them did natural 18s, basically. Shit. Uh, so, you take uh, one point of base slashing damage. And... This is me. Uh, yep, cause him. Right, yeah. Uh, and then 12, 12 points of sneak attack damage from the first one as a six... Uh, as, a tw as, a, uh, as a one foot blade... Uh, held by a six-inch creature with wings, slashes down the back of your thigh. Uh, and the second one does, again, one point of base damage. So it's 12 damage total for the first one, and the second one uh, does... 
Okay, that one doesn't do as much. That one only does six points of damage. But you do take a total of 18 points of damage as the Ouch. second one slashes across the back of your arm. Bloody uh, just uh, Both of them... Well, they'd be smaller cuts on a human. They're actually still quite significant cuts on you. But both have been targeted to hit arter- uh, to, to hit exposed blood vessels. Uh, so you are bleeding as this happens. I take it that I'm now aware of them. You are now aware of them. Yeah, the pair of you are now aware of the pair of uh, of the pair of uh, of pixies. So we now all see this. Yeah. Yeah, you now all see the pixies. Uh, who are going to use the rest of their movement to fly up into the trees? Okay. Would I get an opportunity? You do. Right. Okay. Would it be against both of them or just one? Just one. You, you, okay. you don't have multiple reactions. Fine. That's a dirty 20. That hits. Roll damage. Uh, that would be nine damage. Okay, as slashing. you slice the creature, uh, you actually manage to bisect it and its whole body disintegrates into a spray of golden dust. Ooh, interesting. The pixie dust lands on the, uh, on the forest floor. Continuing to uh, to twinkle in the uh, reflective firelight, the remaining pixie, however, flies up into the trees, and you just hear <laughs> calls in, yells after it. Was it worth it? All around you, you start to hear <laughs> from dozens of little giggling voices. I could do this all night. Um, scamp. Do you want to do anything? Or uh, Actually, it's a fairness. We... Causing you have enough movement if you want to to move back into the fire. Because it didn't take uh, that much I to get out. I think I will do. I mean, the elk isn't uh, an immediate threat to me. Oh, uh, the elk is, is bleeding to death. Yeah, yeah, the elk's down. Right. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm yeah. going to move back into the fire. Okay. I'm going to say the remaining sprite. Okay, no, there's time for Scamp to go to take an action. You can only uh, see one sprite. Okay, um, I will chuck a firebolt at it. Okay, make an attack roll. Oh, I don't trust any dice. Uh, natural 20. Okay, roll damage just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> These things are vulnerable to fire. Uh, that is 30 damage. <laughs> just, hell. just a gout of pixie dust flares and burns into the air and then immediately immolates. It does 2d10 now. <laughs> nice. Releasing a flash of, uh, of brilliant light. You watch as other tiny figures <laughs> immediately scatter and flee, flee into the woods. The pixies dispatched, scared away for now. The giggling va- uh, vanishes. Now that the adrenaline's worn off, so you kind of realises how injured she is. Ow. Out. Likewise for Corson. Oh, all oh, my ribs feel like they're in the wrong places. Oh. Cure wounds to you. Healing Cure word to, to you. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Swap you. Yeah, I'll switch you on, darling. I elbow right, my xylophone, okay, so which is just sort of on the floor that next to me. Is. <laughs> uh, I think it's uh, still on the D eight plus three. So, um, uh, you, you regain six hit points. Um, yeah, so that is for you, uh, ten. Okay, cool, thank so you. So I get six. As things are calming down, uh, Scamp, roll a d100. 
Oh no. This is what I get for using tides. Um, 74. Ooh. Roll me a d6. Okay, d6. Five. Causing. You get horrendous stomach cramps and start throwing up. For the next three hours. Do the fucking pixies poison you? I don't know. I felt something weird. Okay, Um. question. Question. (laughs) I'm sorry! Would lesser restoration cure this? Yes, it's the poisoned condition, so... Okay, he, um, he does... Uh, cast lesser restoration on himself. Yeah, you you rub your tummy and feel, and uh, as the ambivalent octopus attaches and sort of suckers into your belly for a moment, you Celestia feel, watches this in mild disgust at the whole feel, idea of it. A really weird sensation. <laughs> you feel the po- <coughs> the poisonous sensation drain out of you. The ambivalent octopus detaches, shrugs, and goes back to floating. That was fucking disgusting, mate. I'm not going to lie to you. Blah. Yeah. On the plus side, I am in fact feeling much better. No, I don't. And he is going to, because he wouldn't have any way of knowing that immediately. He is going to double check the wounds he received to make sure that that wasn't uh, what poisoned him. Give me a medicine check. Okay. That is a dirty twenty. Okay. It appears that these blades were not poisoned. All right. Can I go and examine the dust these things left behind? It's kind of mixed in with the... Well, the dust from the second one appears to have completely immolated from the blast of fire. However, there is a fine golden sort of dust, yes. Uh, Do you leave the the, the light of the fire to investigate it? I'm going to take a torch with me. Okay, taking a torch with you. You can take the torch with you. The everlasting one. The fire will still burn Mm. at this point. I'm not going to need it for that long. Okay. Taking a torch with you, uh, just some burning, uh, just a burning uh, log from the fire. You investigate it. Yeah, it's kind of mixed in a bit with the pine needles, but it appears to be a golden dust. I'm going to say, give me a nature check. Would be the equivalent here. Fourteen. It does not appear to actually be gold. Is the first thing. You are certain the color isn't quite right. It's a little bit more reddish than okay. uh, than, than, than true. Not gold. quite like pyrite or anything. Yeah, like it's that. not. It's not pyrite either, which is the next thing you thought of. It seems to be. It's weird. It's almost like tiny fragments of golden shell. Okay. Or like just like tiny like powdered bits of chitin, and they don't. Yeah, they don't actually glow, but they reflect the firelight in this golden sort of uh, uh, sheen. I'm going to collect a small amount. Okay, sifting through it, there's only a single pinch of pixie dust from that pixie. Okay. That you can collect. Um, I ask... Well, I ask anyone, actually, uh, back at the uh, uh, the campfire. (laughs) Anyone know if this does anything? Uh, make an arcana check. Um, uh, 11. 15. Uh, Fighty says, I know you can snort it. Uh, you can um, snort dead pixie. So what effect? <clears throat> Apparently it's a bit of a rush. And I'll try it myself. 
Uh, Celestia, you do know that you can snort pixie dust uh, for, <laughs> for a rush. Uh, you're also aware that um, a skilled alchemist could prepare it in a certain way, uh, could, could correctly prepare it to create a potion that would uh, of concealment something that would allow you to blend into your surroundings the way that the pixies are able to, mm. uh, which is the reason why you were not able to see the pixies up until they revealed themselves. Uh, you attempting to just take the pixie dust neat, however, you are not sure. Apparent, sometimes that, that works, apparently. Sometimes it has unpredictable results. Mm. But you can always try snorting a, 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 a pinch of pixie dust in a pinch to see what happens. Uh, but you, but yeah, you're you're reasonably sure that it, that it can be properly prepared by someone who knows how to create functionally a short-lived potion of invisibility. Mm. Okay. So am I? I say this well. I mean, you can snort it to get high, but also if we take it to somebody who knows what they're doing, we might be able to get a sort of stealth potion out of it. Be invisible like that for a shimmer bit. Shimmer chappy. Yeah, I mean, if we snort it, it might make us invisible, but I'm not sure. So maybe best. Um, mm. Save I'm going now. to save this for now, and um, he uh, <coughs> rummages through his uh, uh, his pack to try and find a suitable thing to contain it in. Okay, um, find probably the um, the the, uh, the container that used to uh, contain the chul venom. Yes. Uh, okay, you now have one pinch of pixie dust. Awesome. <laughs> um. Fighty takes the last watch. The rest of the night passes without Sleep incident. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, I retrieved my coat, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, I take a torch with me to go because I'm not stupid. One prestidigitation, a second pass of prestidigitation later gets the last of the smell out. <laughs> um, and yeah, by the time you awaken to the cold light of, of the 14th of First Flurries, uh, you, have a dead, you have a dead giant elk next to you, and Fighty has already begun industriously skinning it uh, to line your coat with. At least we won't be hungry. Amazing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's can we, like, one legit collect some meat from I, I, will, I will hand wave it and say that yes, because you're spending a day searching the beach anyway. You, yeah. you also spend the day preserving and smoking the meat. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, we do it in shifts. One of us is yeah. being boring by the fire smoking meat, and <laughs> the rest of us are searching swapping uh, Fighty is able to provide cold weather clothing for all of you from Amazing. the giant elk's fur. Oh, he's Oh, good. <laughs> um, uh, can I cast floating disc before I start searching? What does that do? I don't know that spell. <laughs> uh, create a circular horizontal plane of force three feet in diameter floats three feet above the ground within 20 feet of me, moves with me. It can hold 500 pounds. Oh. so and, uh, I can use it to carry anything I find you take out the small paper sachet with the bead of mercury in it upend it into your palm and kind of swirl it round until it starts to thin out and expand into a disc and as you kind of invert your hand the disc spreads out if you've ever seen that classic film Flight of the Navigator uh, mm. The ship from that, which seems to be made out of mercury. It's a little bit like that. It expands into this smooth disc <laughs> of um, silvery metal, which is very, very thin, but apparently quite capable of holding weight. 
and it just gently follows after Scamp when they walk. Can we see it? Sorry? Can we see it? Oh yeah, everyone can see it. That looks fucking amazing, darling. Just in case I find something I can't carry. Good idea. Um, um, I guess we start looking. Yeah. Okay. Mostly for people, I think, but... Mm. I'm, pers- uh, I'm speaking personally, actually, but... Yeah. Also for anything useful. I also Who's just the best at looking for things? Um... I mean, out of character, I can't think of a way to say this is Celestia. Out of character, I have the best investigation. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to be perception or investigation? To be investigation. Sort of investigation right. for combing. Okay. Uh, Shall I do it with advantage? I will um, twin a fly spell on me and Celestia. Okay. Cracking. Apparently now we can look in the sea too. Good idea. Yeah, that does heavily expand your reach. As we get off the floor, I go, I still hate this. I still hate this. Just feels like I'm falling I love it. It's sky. so fun. No, no, this is awful. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to fly really fast and really hard. Too much space. Don't like it. This stream of like, don't like this. This is horrible. Just continues for most of the time that we're flying. <laughs> okay. um, Corson is going to um, continue hacking up the, uh, the elk for anything useful. So yeah. shall I roll an investigation with advantage because Scamp is helping? Yes. Cool. Also because of flying. That's not bad, actually. Um, so that is an 18. You spend the day searching, the daylight hours you have. I want to look for things like equipment, anything floating in the sea, anything that could be of use. To cover the first thing first. Okay. <laughs> you find a total of eight members of the crew. Um, what remains of them? No survivors that you can find, but also only the wreckage of one of the lifeboats. Mm-hmm. And you search several miles of coastline. Do we recognise any members of the crew? I mean, like, are there? I mean, you recognise them, but we, um, we none of the. None of them are members of the uh, officers that you can tell. Uh, Apple Blossom's not amongst them. <sighs> there is one person you recognise, unfortunately, actually. No, there is. Now that I think about it. Uh, you fought Bleakly, their faces and their features are a little bloated from drowning and exposure to the water. Uh, but Celestia, you recognise the uh, features of Alice Wheelhill, uh, Corzin's uh, uh, assistant, uh, surgical assistant. Shit. Oh, bollocks. Scamp. Yeah? Ah. Uh, had a bit of a horrible thought. Yeah? You might want to get down the beach because we're going to have to make sure these people don't come back. I can do it, but I don't think you need to watch. Okay. Just go off that way. Give me, you know, half an hour. I can help burn things if you want. Yeah, I suppose that could work. Um, but honestly, I think it's going to fuck you up more than it will me, so I just, just, yeah. I'll I will sort something out I will make a pile and then I might get you to burn it okay but I'll make sure everything's covered before you come near it because that's 
there's no point. Thank you. Um, you might want to break the news to Corzin about Alice. Might give you that job, if that's alright. Yeah, I can do that. Half, I chop some heads off. Half an hour of happens. grim work later, the uh, bodies are decapitated, piled up, and burned. I try and cover them up so that when Scamp comes back to burn them, there's, there's really a little show. bit of loose cloth and stuff that you find in the wreckage. Uh, I cover rough, faces and, you, and try and make it a little bit dignified, you know? Yeah. Uh, neither I've of, got a lot of firebolts. I don't have to get too close. Yeah, you're able to start that going from a long distance, which is good because they're very waterlogged. Um, but the, it's going to take a bit of doing. Yeah, but you do, uh, and you get that pyre going. You do find a number of other things. Um, you find I a lot use of both my fly spells just so that we. Yeah, I, they yeah. don't last long, so I'm going to say yeah. we use both of them. Yeah, use those for initial scouting and then walk to fight to, to catch up on what you find. And I'm going to keep recasting the disc every time it yeah. runs out. You don't um, you don't find any survivors. You don't find any other bodies. Um, you do find uh, you do find one keg of preserved salt pork. Uh, I mean, yay! <laughs> uh, and there's a, there's even some tightly wrapped uh, sh- ship's biscuits in there. It's for the f- uh, for the four of you and Jeffrey. That's easily. I've got a... Jeffrey's food still. That, that yeah, you still got Jeffrey's food. It's easily it's easily a week's food together with the with the giant elk. You'll you'll be able to subsist with just a little bit of light foraging to try and get some greens into your diet, if you can, <laughs> or roots or something. It, so you won't have to slow down as much just to survive. You also manage to find the holy, uh, holy grail of shipwreck materials. A small, intact, sealed, tarred and sealed keg of fresh water. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, which should again give you maybe a week safely what about the pork how long's that just also a week salt pork yeah there's about a total of a week's worth when together with the um together with the elk you've got a couple of weeks like maybe like 23 24 days total i'm gonna say 10 day weeks um you find quite a large amount of rope uh, enough that you can basically take however much rope you want. Like, there's a total of like 500 feet of the stuff if you really want to, to get that much. But probably not that much. Yeah. Um, I think I've still got rope. To be honest, I've got yeah. climbers kit. But um... broken barrels, bits of wreckage. Uh, disappointingly, a little plunder. And one seal, amazingly intact frame, behind which, behind the glass of which, is, by some ridiculous happenstance, perfectly preserved, not waterlogged, the letter of Mark, addressed to one Captain Marlon Brandy. Save that. I tend to scout. We should take this back to causing, you know. Yeah. How the fuck is that not? <laughs> I mean, it Cult. could be magic. It could. I'll be magic. check later if you like. You check later. 
No, it's not. It's just lucky. Not, just really lucky. <laughs> I guess. Once... You, you, you check it, it's really, it is a really well-made frame. Yeah, I guess once we're done searching and all that, we take the letter back to Corzin. Who's, I guess by now, already had the news about Alice and everybody broken to him. Yeah, I think by then, quite Yeah, probably. I would have gone yeah, back while you, you were doing, doing that. Yeah. Okay, Coulson is going to, when he hears about Alice, uh, go. Regent, damn it. Well, I hope she didn't suffer, at least. I don't think she did. Yeah. Am I lying? Uh, <laughs> I genuinely don't know. It's an interesting the question. What you described, it sounds like she drowned. It's an interesting Burned. question. It's or froze to death. Either yeah, the the truth spell doesn't. Th- while while it does while while the idea of forcing you to say a different thing would appeal to all the sense of humour, it's waiting for a better opportunity. Hmm. So this is a lie. It's <laughs> an uncertainty, at least. Oh, it's yeah. really persuasive, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a twenty-five worth of deception. I you, uh, definitely, add to this. You definitely reassure, feel like you're reassuring, causing. Yeah. Corzin is incapable of rolling high enough. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'll roll in case a natural 20, but realistically. Nope. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you, Scamp. I know that couldn't have been easy for you. No, I hope you don't mind I took the liberty of dealing with all the bodies so nobody comes back. Thank you. I'll, um... So she kind of looks down and realises she's kind of covered in Where did you do it? Mush, I, and then clicks her fingers a few times, casts prestidigitation and takes a big fucking swig of whiskey. <laughs> just, Where did you do it? I I think I'd like to go and at least pay my respects. Down that way, I point him in the direction. Cause and goes for uh, a little while. Uh, stands by the now merrily crackling fire. Um, as a... Uh, a slug of whiskey and after a few moments uh, quiet contemplation says well here's to you lads and lasses and he sighs has a moment and then starts to turn and walk away when the fire's gone down, I want to leave some sort of marker. You do. Not while it's burning, there's... Hmm. But just take a piece of driftwood, carve some words into it. Rearrange the stones so there's a pattern. What do you carve? Oh, I don't know. Here lies some brave people who died doing something stupid but something right. You carve the words and leave the marker for any who might come upon the gra- upon the grave. The following night, the pixies again taunt and cackle and try to try tricks to lead you out of the firelight or try and one of them again throws a little spitball of musk but this time you 
spotting you, you kind of shake Celestia awake uh, and she, uh, so that she can just precipitate it off. Knowing what's coming, you don't, you're more prepared for the pixie harassment. Just throwing firebolts every yeah Yeah, there. every time they come too near, I go, fuck off and cast vicious mockery at them. Yeah. And that, as you begin to set off in the direction that Fighty's internal compass is pointing, is the pattern of the days to come. You continue travelling through dark, quiet, snow-heaped woods for days to come. Two days, four days, eight days, a week. By the time that the 25th of First Flurries rolls around, you've been working your way through the dark forests for 11 days now. The And they are dark. Every now and again there are patches through which you see dim light but it is lonely drudging dull every now and again by day you'll see a small creature once or twice you fend off larger beasts even hunting occasionally where where you want to supplement some of this smoked elk meat or the or the dried pork foraging for small for roots in the ground something to Something to liven up the dried pork, elk meat, and ship's biscuits that you've been surviving on. Uh, you begin to really love the fact that uh, prestidigitation allows you to reflavor something for a minute. <laughs> uh, it's a shame you can only reflavor five pieces of food or water <laughs> for uh, at a time, but it's it's long enough to get it down your throat at least. Um, and as you make your way in your surprisingly stylish uh, winter clothing, <laughs> your nights are harassed every single night by the pixies. They're always chasing you, always giggling, never coming really by day, but always at the night, taunting you, trying to make you leave the fire's edge. You're, you find yourselves turning to strategies just to keep from snapping in frustration at these creatures. Do we ever see, like, their nest or their homes or, or where they come from? Unless you deliberately go searching for them, in which case you can make an investigation check, but it will pull you off course. Nah. Then no. Not worth it. I really want to fireball it. <laughs> <laughs> No. After a while, you start noticing little dolls made out of woven reed, like woven branches, stuffed with little bits of uh, of pine needles, uh, in the style of one tall, with uh, frizzy pine cone hair, one. Uh, medium-sized with a couple of uh, little uh, curl, little curly twig uh, horns and two short ones um, 
and each of them when you wake up you find in the morning is displayed outside your front impaled on little sticks burnt well not never burned but uh torn apart or just destroyed or dis- dismembered or slain in effigy in some way every um, morning every morning from yeah, the, I, from I, the I, third I, morning, I every morning. Sorry, in the fire yeah. um but on the 25th no heart frustratingly like you don't know if you're any closer to your goal save that fighty knows the direction to go in as you're working your way through you don't even spot it until you're almost upon it because you unless you've been taking time to fly up and you know scout above in which case when you do so you mostly see just trees in every direction i probably do before we camp every night okay i will say then if you're doing that you will notice you are making your way towards a very very distant series of high wooded hills or maybe mountains towards as far as you can tell the very center of the forest um but the, there's not a lot else you can tell until you stumble upon a what looks at first like a like a stone pyramid or cenotaph in the ground just jutting up through the woods trees grown around it and you can look and as you get closer you can see this thing is it's huge it's easily 20 foot on a side it has three sides it's like a three-sided pyramid uh radiate uh, uh, ascending up to an apex just below the uh highest at uh, the, the top of the forest canopy uh at about the point it's i'd say it goes up to maybe 30 foot in the air before it reaches its apex and carved into it faded through time seem to be a lot of strange glyphs or writing and three at first looking like circles but what you realize are actually representations of eyes two small eyes on two sides and one much larger eye on the third just seems to be buried in the ground is this... Do you have any idea what this is? Honestly, not a clue. I know that uh, we need to go past it if we want to go straight on towards where uh, where I can feel the place we need to go is. Okay. Would Corzin have any idea what this is? Would I? Corzin and everyone, what languages <laughs> do you read? Uh, Ooh, very few. Common and halfling. <laughs> uh, Joven, Elvish, Dark Elvish... Undercommon and a little tiny bit of dwarvish. Common, infernal, and a bit of dwarvish. None of you can read this writing. It's. Do we even know what it is? Make a history check. Oh, that's bollocks. I mean, I don't think there's any reason Scamp would know. 11. 10. Old. Very old. Um, but give me like, ten minutes. I might be able to see if it's magic at least. Okay. If we're not, yeah. If 
We don't go okay. any closer. Just none of you. Yeah, you haven't gone right up next to no, it. You, you've not, not moved past it yet, have you? No. No. You take ten minutes, scamp, studying and focusing. And as you look at it at the end of the ten minutes, normally when you cast this, there's a sort of glow or highlight that comes over the edge of uh, objects when they sharp magical for you. But there's something weird about this pillar. It looks almost like it comes into the foreground. Like it's strangely real. It doesn't show up or anything, but it just seems prominent. Like it's right... At the edges are sharper, more defined. And as you look beyond it, it feels like there's something missing or absent and you can almost feel a chart a wall of that absence stretching out from either side of the uh, of the pyramid leading off in other directions give me a perception check oh dear that's a three no, you can't see much. You can't see much from the ground level. Well, it's really weird. I don't know if it's magic, but something's really wrong with it. Mm. Right. Can we go round it? Well, I don't know. We have to. There's there's something weird around the edges. Where around the edges? I don't know. It's there's like like a wall of. A, Something wrong. Okay, where's the wall? Can I sort of gesture? You gesture. It seems to be coming out of the sides of the of, of the pyramid. Basically. Can I chuck a rock into it? Okay, you chuck like a rock into through. Into scamps gestured. A rock falls through, hits the uh, the the pine. Actually, it wouldn't be a pop pop pop. It'd just be hits the pine fallen pine needles beyond. Right. I mean, we need to keep going, don't we? We do, but I don't know. There's something, something wrong here. How high up does it go? The uh, it goes up. I think I said thirty feet high. The highest trees are about f- thirty-five, forty feet up. Is the, is the weirdness still going all the way up, or it does goes? It, stop it goes all the that? way up to the top of the uh, to the top of the uh, pyramid. Yeah. And then does it stop or continue past that? Kind of fuzzes out past that. It's like it kind of fuzzes. Looking at it, the sensation is like it's going inwards from there. Like it was like if that was the top, it, like it becomes almost like a dome, heading up into some distant uh, top of a sky. Do I think it's going to sort of stop being a way up? Would it be something that we could fly over? You you aren't sure. You would need the 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 range limitation. I think on detect magic is about sixty feet. So uh, less than that, I think. Yeah, thirty feet. So you you'd, you'd yeah. need to get higher to to know for sure. Which I can't do without losing concentration. I mean, um, or unless you want to climb a tree. <laughs> I could climb a tree, I suppose. <laughs> um, if we don't know what this is. I suggest we give it a wide berth. I mean, I can fly us over it. You guys good. don't weigh that much, do you? You can do it on more than one person as well, don't can't you? So yeah, but if I make my little floaty disc, 
Coulson kind of looks at himself and sort of gestures broadly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it can't go more than ten feet above anything. Never mind. Mm. Otherwise, that would be really useful. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can try flying over it and see if... But if it gets rid of my spell or something, I might just drop out the air. Or... I don't like it. It's really weird. Let's just walk around it for now. How about that? No, but Scamp's saying there's like a wall next to it. Maybe we should walk along and see if it runs out. Because I've got mm-hmm. ten minutes till this runs out. All right. All right let's okay. walk for ten minutes. Uh, you pick it. You go left. We'll say for the sake of argument and walk along this sense of wall for about eight minutes until you reach another of these pyramids. This one you can see, there's a, it's a bit lower in the ground and you can see where the pyramid bit actually seems to end in, uh, comes to a stop and then turns into like a three-sided column which descends down into the ground, but then is reaches points, like there's just ground there it presumably goes deeper into the earth. And you can see there's more writing around the base of this one, along the column. This is fucking weird. Uh, You can see that the wall of strangeness extends to the side of this one, and then goes out from the side of that one on along as well. It's a barrier. We're either locked in or out of something. And again, there's that sense that the the pyramid of it, like this, this strange little steel is curiously yeah is strangely real to you uh i'm gonna say hmm yeah by this point causin and celestia only give me an insight check okay i'm gonna carry my dice 13 uh 17 celestia it's hard to read them, but you get the strange spirit impression that all of your spirits, uh, the colourful pride spirits around you, uh, music pride spirit around you, Corzins, ambivalent octopus and fish spirits, all seem uncomfortable or nervous in some way around this wall or barrier that Scamp seems to be able to perceive. It doesn't show up for you, by the way. Neither of you can see sense this absence, the way that that, that Scamp seems to be observing it. But then none of you have gone into it either. Can I step back and chuck a firebolt through it? You do. <laughs> it hits a tree. <laughs> sets some pine needles alight. Oops. Mm. Yeah, the spirit. I can see what you're talking about. Though the spirits are a bit nervy. I can't see it, but something weird's happening. Friend? Yes? Have you ever seen anything like this? It's curious, isn't it? Mm. Try stepping through. I want to know if you can feel anything. Will you be alright coming through? If you're by my side. Or rather, if I'm by yours, we should be alright. As long as we're together, you can protect me. I'm gonna hand Geoffrey to Celestia. (laughs) Why are you handing me the monkey? What are you planning on doing? 
I'm gonna try walking through it and see what happens. I don't think you hold, should walk through it. This feels weird. Hold this rope. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stick the tip of my finger into it and see what happens. Okay. No, you, you step your you hand forward. Hold the rope. Oh. Just sticking Jeffrey! your hand. <laughs> sticking, just my hand. Sticking your hand past the barrier. Hand, literally a finger. Yeah, just sticking your finger past the the sort of where you guess the barrier is. Just cold air. Nothing that you can sense. Just okay, by sticking your hand through. It's cold. That's it. It's, it's no colder than everything else. Though. Everything's cold. I, th- I don't think it's any colder than anything else. I think I'm just thinking into it too much. Okay. I'm going to stick my hand through. You feel just a strange, slight sense of tugging. Not not physical tugging, but as if something's tugging at you. When I'm going to cast Firebolt with the hand that's through. <laughs> You set another pine tree on fire. Oh, bugger. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that pine tree certainly isn't getting up. There's something weird, though, isn't it? I'm not yeah, crazy, what? am I? What's You're definitely not crazy, Scamp. They think there's something... Well, he thinks there's something there, but he doesn't know what. Step through. You sure? About this... Yes. I feel like there's something on the other side. Could I do an insight check on friend? You certainly See, can. Because so- something feels weird. Make it with disadvantage because friend has no uh, features that you can analyze. Ooh, both of those weren't bad. Um, 16. Friend feels intent on being on the other side of this barrier. I'm going to try and pass the last to the end of the rope again. (laughs) Hold this! Okay, but I'm not holding this. I just sort of deposit Jeffrey on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to wrap the other end around my waist. Okay, and if you tug it a couple of times, if anything weird happens, and I'm coming straight after you, okay? That's the, the moment... opposite of what he's supposed to do. <laughs> pull it back. Uh, well, I'll try that first. <laughs> the moment you step through, you feel a strange absence engulf you, Scamp. It's like it's like if all your life you there'd been just some sort of gentle hum or background sound or like a you know, light motif to your existence and then one day it just stops and you realize there's something some sense or other that you're not aware of something that's something entirely subconscious that you can't or feel in some way when you're on this side of this barrier Um, and as you but you can feel something else too like it's as if on on this side that something is gone whatever it is but on the other side it's there and you can feel strange tugging or pulling as well and just very faintly as if you couldn't hear it before because of all of the background noise of whatever it is that you've just sensed that you've just has just silenced you can hear you can feel something 
calling to you in the direction that the largest eye is facing which is the same which is broadly the same way as the uh, other as the other steel was it, it's as if both eyes are facing inwards to something there can you feel that yes what something I'm not sure it's something is waiting there for you maybe for both of us I feel weird but not bad weird just weird does anyone else feel weird can, can someone else can, come does through does this look fine to us scamp is apparently just standing there they Nothing else seems to be happening. I'm going to hand fire the rope around. Okay, you step through. (laughs) There's a lot of rope. Yeah, you don't feel any different, but you notice the pride spirit and the other spirits seem to halt at the wall for a moment and then then begrudgingly pass through before floating around you. All of them look skittish. Can I try and do a dancing light on the end of my finger and see if it works? The little uh, purple spirit flickers around your finger and the dancing light appears. It's a little... Unsteady at first, but stabilizes. Something is very weird in here, Scamp. Mm-hmm. If Corson sees this happen, he's going to follow in after them. And the same thing happens. You don't feel any different, but when the but the the ambivalent octopus and the fish spirits hesitate for a few moments before following through. I guess we keep going for now. Fighty. Yeah. Are we going that way? And I point in the direction the eye's going. Uh he kind of puts a hand out and judges for a moment. We're actually going slightly past that. Like if we were to you know, we we'd we'd be walking like if you went off that way and I kind of triangulated it, we'd probably be going like three miles off to the west of it, I wanna say, or to yeah, three miles off to the west of it. Um, but if there's something over there, it's probably only a short detour if you want to go investigate it. I think I have to. I'm going to take Scan by the shoulders, have a good look at their face and see if they're charmed or anything. Like, see if I can tell. Make an insight check. Um, that is, um, a 17. Scan, what does she see? Um... Thoughtfulness more than anything. A bit distant. Right. What's making you think we need to go this way? There's something pulling. Sounds so fucking ominous. Yeah. The eyes are looking at something. I don't know what it is. Friend says there's something there for me, but he doesn't know what. That sounds really bad, doesn't it? It does sound really fucking bad, darling. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I can not go there. Right. Not if we're this side of the barrier.
the Fatih says it's not a big detour. But I think we have to approach this one with caution. It's what we do best. <laughs> we have to go there, we have to. Is that what you're saying? I have to. Well, that means we have to. Yeah, I don't like the idea of us being split up. No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> um, I might copy down some of this writing, though. I don't know what it means, but you never know. Someone might one day. Won't hurt. You'd like to that know what it says. Just stick it in the back. Hmm. While Scamp is copying out writing, yeah, um, is going to do something a little out of character and unexpected, and um, put the flintlock away, and uh, start setting up a very nice metal bow, a little bit like the ones you saw the uh, Evan Guard would have had. You draw the pieces out of the very base of your backpack and begin assembling it. It has little um, camshafts and steel wire. Yeah. Would Corzin have seen any bows like this before? Um, as Celestia said, you have seen these once before. Yeah, on the other Oh, right, yeah, on the... Yeah, okay, fine. Uh, as Corzin's looking at me, I say, well, well it's you know, worth being quiet, isn't it? You make a fair point, but as far as I know, we've only got one arrow. <sighs> got a few. Oh. Not many, but, you know. Fair enough. Out of character, we decided like 10, didn't we? Yeah. 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 And because they're um, of drow make, they're metal and reusable. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Well, good to know. Um, not loads, but, you know, we're trying to conserve powder and that kind of thing. And I don't like the thought of being conspicuous here. It feels odd. I agree with you. Can I take a moment to look at the uh, the spirits that are um, flittering around me and see if I can determine what it is that's affecting them about this place? Make an insight check. Okay. Oh, uh, that's eight. They seem uncomfortable about being here, but you simply don't know enough to know more. Okay. Right, let's keep walking. You carry on, and when you camp that night, it is the first time in 12 days that the pixies do not come. And that, and from there, as you journey beyond the three-eyed steels, the steel eye, I should say, we will pick up next time. Oof. Thank you all very much for playing, and thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Finlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. I stepped on deck when but a boy, I lived a life of fierce joy. Though I go down now to the sea, raise a glass, remember me. 
So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.